Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So if you want to <laughs> share your opinion, well, just isn't, grab isn't, this mic. Isn't Russ going to do the jacket voice the whole time? He better. What if I did a jacket voice? Oh my God, that is so you true. my microphone. That is so psychedelic. That's so weird. The way it, <laughs> it's. I'm awesome. gonna make some really shitty drinks tonight. See, you're feeling yeah. <laughs> uh, that last balloon really killed me. <laughs> Computer. I thought about either doing that or there's a helium setting on here too, but it's not quite. Here, not quite. It doesn't quite match that. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's me, the jacket. <laughs> Sounds like the ghost of the jacket. The jacket died. <laughs> your your jacket they now redid, dying. They redid a Christmas carol, but it was with the jacket voice. <laughs> I am the ghost of... <laughs> fuck you. The jacket presents a one-man performance of Lewis Carroll's A Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh into it. It sounds so terrifying. Yeah, so that's there. Okay. We have the trans mic if anyone needs it. We have mic and trans mic. And trans mic. I literally, I, I have to mute it. Just mute it then because I can hear it. You're getting a call. What do you got going on over here, Michael? Well, you know, um, this album started in Hawaii. Uh, right. You know, Neil wanted to uh, get the best of the musicians who he did his best work with, he thought. And so he got, uh, of course, Ben Keith was there and Nils Lofgren. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Joey Lala on percussion, who was the percussionist on the Stills Young Band, which confused me because he said he wanted to get the people helped him do his best stuff <laughs> and then uh he had crazy horse yeah, the, and the whole, the whole band there yeah <laughs> see yeah. crazy horse was there and um and so while they were recording in hawaii for the album that david geffen rejected they called themselves the royal pineapples <laughs> i know right good thing you know what i have to if david geffen did anything right it was rejecting that first Island in the Sun album because I, I can't even imagine what that. It was probably just a Stills Young Band too. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if this one got much better. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was I know it a tough one, Luke. This was the hardest to date by far for me. Even when we did, I, me and you already did Landing on Water for that other podcast. This was ten times harder than that. Was it really? Yes. See, I think this is infinitely. At least more interesting than landing on water. Really? Yeah. Yeah. A, a strong disagree. There was, there was, there's like a story behind it and a mission, and you know weirdness. But landing on water, there's no story behind it except for you know he needed to make a commercially successful album. Landing on water is infinitely more interesting. Wow. To me than this. Jesus this and Christ. I understand the story behind it, the stuff with with Ben and all that. It's just to me, it's. 
it's just exhaustingly bad. This album. I'm sorry. Wow. Well, you know what? It's definitely not. It's it's not a Neil Young album. At least the middle part isn't. But that's what makes it such a Neil Young album because right. in the. I think in the 70s, he was going to extremes with drugs and alcohol and recording Mm. styles. And then when technology presented itself in the 80s, he used that to an extreme like he does with everything. And so this was his way of getting extreme. He had done everything else to the extreme. And this was the new thing he could do to the extreme. And I'm not saying it's any good. I'm just trying to find reason (laughs) I think you got Stockholm syndrome. No, you got young home syndrome. There's some of it. I, you know, I, I, I very, very much softened to this album. I, yeah, I don't. When I I'm first not, heard it, you're like extreme. I'm, I'm not. That I, I enjoy some of this. Well, I, a lot of people, are, you know, I like extreme, Luke because I'm more than words. Oh, you like that? I do like that. Are, are we, wait, was that from Trans or is that extreme? That's from our extreme podcast. Can uh, we talk about extreme instead of this album? Oh my god, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, can we sit around like extreme in that video on stools with our girlfriends and uh you know look bored uh yeah let's do that okay cool we had no idea who that song was by or who that band is extreme yeah that's fine to be extremely honest oh Uh, nice oh boy you liked this russ not i know we don't normally no i didn't i'm not saying i liked it but i'm not you're like fucking this is I. This is excruciating. Well, he's he's not alone. It's, no, I know, know, but it's not I mean, that bad. This was jarring. This, this was jarring to me. Yeah, it's jarring, but it's not. It, Russ, it's, you definitely in, have Stockholm syndrome. No, there's some stuff that's enjoyable. There's some stuff that, like what? There's some stuff on here that is enjoyable. Like what? Well, that's why we're doing the podcast, Luke. <laughs> yeah, we'll get let's, to it. Let's can get to be, it. Can this be our 15 you always minute episode? Yell at me when <laughs> <laughs> you're like, save it. <laughs> Is that, wait, is that what you think I am? Save it. <laughs> Just trying to capture the Russ magic. Russ is the David of Briggs Russ. of this podcast. All right. Well, Shut the fuck up and wait to hit record. <laughs> Listen, all right. Before we... Um, hold on. I'm going to hit the theme song. And nor- okay. normally, right before I hit... before like We hit the theme song, then we get into social media stuff. I yeah. just need to read this one thing. Um, oh boy! Because this made me really sad. I just a, a second ago posted the trans album cover on the Facebook, and I said, "Describe with one sentence." Oh no! And this, someone named Kent Smith wrote, "My parents split up, later divorced. The day this record came out, <laughs> I thought to myself that at least Neil won't let me down, and I bought this record <laughs> that oh, day." Geez. Why would you start? You're a sick fuck. You know what? You know what, Kent. I'm glad you're still with us. <laughs> I'm glad you're okay, buddy. This is our Neil Young podcast where we mostly talk out of our ass while going through the works of Mr. Young. It's Mike Shue and the Condon Boys, Trans and Harvest and Illinois. We're gonna and listen to each one it's long may you young sorry i was opening a can of pineapple juice during the theme song because <laughs> they only had it in cans at the liquor store do you want me to get you an opener oh you have an opener yeah, of 
I didn't want you to get up in the middle of the podcast. I wasn't looking. Were you my, just stabbing that with I a knife? I was using my, my Swiss Army knife can opener. Always get a carry a Swiss Army knife, man. Looks like you got it. Yeah. So we're, we're, I'm going to make a new cocktail tonight. Okay. Based on the name of the band Neil started with with this tr- with the trans album. He started in Hawaii and wanted to make this album Island in the Sun, and he called the band the Royal Pineapples. So I'm going to try to make a, a Royal Pineapple for all of us tonight. The, the ingredients look delicious. It's basically a margarita made with pineapple juice. Yep. Those are the so, ingredients, yeah. So we'll try to do something interesting <laughs> with it. Welcome to uh, Long May You Young, the uh, only podcast that covers Neil Young's catalog by release, episode by episode, uh, all the best, and according to Luke, the absolute worst. Some, one of the albums has to be the worst, and so far this is See, mine. for you, this is your landing I mean, yeah, on water. yeah, up to this point, it's definitely the worst. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to argue with that. Absolutely. What's your second worst up to this point? If you had to pick one on the spot, I know we oh, oh, after the gold rush. <laughs> you you you'll disagree with mine. Mine's comes a time. Oh really? It's this one then comes a time. Up to then, this point, this one yeah. then comes a time. Yep. Really? Um, Not close. Comes a time isn't even close to as bad as this. But if I had to, if I'm going from the bottom up, okay. this is the bottom. Next bottom to me is comes a time. Right. I wasn't too thrilled with comes a time, but I don't know if I'd throw it down there with trans. Well, what would be right before? Oh wait, of only the stuff we covered. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Only the stuff we've covered. Yeah. Then you know what? I, I might feel. Uh, no, Hawks and Doves. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Hawks and Doves, then comes a time. Hawks and Doves or Hawks and Dugs? I like Hawks and Dugs better because Doug sings on most of it. I was a little it. disappointed that you didn't add the Doug music in that episode. <laughs> oh, I should have. Oh, you oh, didn't do oh. much. You put all your effort into the one before that. <laughs> you know why I didn't do much? Because I literally edited a whole video of you, Jamokes, making a. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking, good. Which was pretty awesome. Making a. <laughs> Two things. The for, the most that you made was a mess of my entire table and music room and my reactor album. So it had plastic on it, <laughs> it man. That's fine. On. By the way, the reason this table's still sticky is because I haven't cleaned it up yet. Well, we oh, did well. cover. We, just we did cover intro. "Long May You Run." So that. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if I want. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fair. That's a fair. I point. don't know. I don't know if I'd count that as a Neil I Young release. No, Stills no, no. is on that too. Um, that's still I, pretty I guess shitty. it would either be. I actually I love I like comes a time, but out of everything else we've covered up to this point, it would be between that and Hawks and Doves. Really? Yeah, because everything else is yeah. just awesome. Yeah, you know? you're probably you, right. Because I I, really, I, guess, I actually enjoyed Reactor. I, lo- I loved Reactor too. Uh, there was things again. I wish, you know, like hearing that version of Sh- the acoustic version of Shots. shots I'm yeah. like, yeah. it's a great song. It's a great yeah. fucking song. It's, it's just so the, much better solo. Acoustic yeah. yeah. So yeah. you can't take that away from the album, but but I like that album. So. Yeah. I like it more than Hawks and Doves. Yeah. But I, that's the thing is I really like the first I, half of Hawks and Doves. Yeah, so but it's I, like, I, I agree I don't with know. you. Reactor to me is, I, re- I, I like the energy. I like the spark yeah. a bit more than Hawks and Doves for sure. Um, and then after that, that's when it gets tricky. That one, That's when it gets hard for me. To like, well, we're getting, you know, we're that's where we're headed. Right? I think by episode 30, we should rank every album. <laughs> by 30? Oh, my God. Episode 30. Yeah. Just, why not? And then... We should have some kind of thing where we punch each other in the face. <laughs> okay. We disagree. Okay. It's going to get to that. Or we have Dan Moshpit come over. Yeah, we should have Dan Moshpit like, just yeah. punch us in the face. <laughs> um, Russ, do you want to go back and forth with some social stuff real quick while Mike uh, whips us up some uh, raisins in the sun or whatever the fuck raisins they are? Raisins in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> California raisins. I don't yes, know these drinks them. will make you blind, and then Sidney Poitier will guide you to a new life. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Nice pronunciation of 
Poitier, by Poitier. the way. Poitier. Give the man respect. Yeah. Um, I'll read a, a couple of reviews. Okay. Any uh, five-star reviews? All five stars. I don't read anything but. So if we got one stars, I'm not reading them. Okay, this one. Uh, oh, here we go. Oh, boy. Uh, five-star review. I can't. It it dot 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 it out. It ellipses out, so I couldn't read the whole thing. But it says the only Neil Young podcast you and it's probably me probably means you need to listen to, but it's from John Locke, aka FKAFL. He says started listening to these guys shortly after their first episode dropped, and right from the start I was hooked. Hearing them discuss Neil's music is great, but just as important as hearing them talk about their personal connections to the music. These guys are hilarious, and if they didn't talk about themselves. The show would be dry and boring. Thank you, oh, John yeah. Locke. John Thank you. Locke. Youngster of the year contender number one in my Have life. we talked about ourselves yet? He's a one seed. I mean, yeah. Oh, so did we? Oh, we been ta- we jumped really. right in with Neil. Have we just is, been yeah, talking about Neil Young on this uh, Neil Young hey. podcast? That's yeah. just really not done. Up. Well, I'm going to talk about Jeremy Levon Huber. Oh, wow. Boy. That's a serial killer name. On uh, Instagram. Yeah, but he's got Levon in there, so it kind of eases things out a little. Well, it's a chill serial killer. <laughs> well, listen, we posted, th- we posted that... Uh, you know, I'm going to kill you, but... I'm going to kill you, but first, I'm going to sing you a song about how my dad, down in Turkey Scratch, almost had a heart attack picking cotton, and it goes like this. All right, and then I'm going to cut your skin off and wear it as a vest. Is that your Levon? <laughs> That's my Levon. That's not bad. <laughs> Uh, Jeremy Levon Huber, or I don't know how you fucking say that last name. Is it Hubie? Hubie or, it's like, or it's like Huber, like the Stuber movie, but the Water Boy says Huber Dubois. <laughs> uh, watching Mike talk is like watching a kung fu movie while Sam Elliott is doing the voiceover. Oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> is it- because I we posted the um, how to instructions on how to make a fucking evening coconut. So that's what I look like when I talk. That's what you, it's. A, yeah, it okay. sounds mildly racist. Yeah, to me. it sounds a little racist. I feel, that's why I read it. I oh. wanted to get your take on it. Really? Russ wanted to. Yeah. Why does it have to be a kung fu <laughs> I movie? I wanted to get your take on it. Is it like it's badly dubbed? Is that what he's trying to say? Probably. Yeah, because your voice doesn't match up with yeah, all of, of that. Like yeah, all of this. <laughs> your yeah. voice doesn't. And match. also, I think part of it had to do with the fact that you did like a crazy, wild trick after you. You know, deep throated the champagne. Did I do some kind of? Yeah, you like ran away and did like a backflip off the wall. (laughs) And then you yelled at little David Briggs shoe. I've watched. He made me almost drown. I've watched not the 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 whole video, but I've watched the first fifteen seconds of that no less than a hundred and fifty (laughs) times. It's the funniest. It never stops getting funny to me. It's awesome. Sarah Lynn also said she thoroughly enjoyed the video, but where the hell? Excuse me. Where the hell am I supposed to buy Squirt around here? Yeah, that's and I was point. like, I was like, just ask Mike Shu; he'll provide. You've earned it. Memes for Squirts. Oh wait, I gotta, <laughs> I, gotta for I have to get her Squirt now. Yeah, because oh. of the. Have you seen her most recent memes that she? I saw the gigantic sperm with the Neil Young fedora on a flatbed truck, and which she I made a great genius. Hawks and Dugs. Oh, that's true. The Hawks. Yes, that. yeah, that was fantastic. Um, a couple more five stars here. October twelfth, Popster pun on youngster. Uh, who I think already gave us a five-star, gave us another one and said, best podcast on the internet. Wow. I have mm, listened to every show. With that's the, a pretty big area. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I have listened to every show with the exception of the Stephen King ones. There's only one, FYI. Uh, just finished Hawks and Doves and had to write. Can't disagree more with the iTunes reviews written by Caruth oh, and oh, Popster. 
Hmm? He, he disagrees with his first one? <laughs> or maybe this is a different one? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, thank you again. All right, another five-star review from another one from That Shark Over There. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this one's titled Titty Bird Carry Me Away. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, guys, keep up the great work. Every episode I laugh my head off, and I also learn something new. I would 1,000% buy merch if you guys sold some. Also, a couple nights ago, I had a dream you guys had Neil on the podcast. Ooh. Foreshadowing? Wow. Well, guys, great news. This episode, we got Neil Young joining us for trans. No, no, we don't. Oh, for this this one, <laughs> this is the one. Because I'd have to be, I'd have to be very. Would, that would be such a like Twilight Zone esque <laughs> fantasy slash nightmare where he's like, yeah, yeah. He, Neil's. <laughs> we get a call. Neil, Neil wants to be on the podcast with you guys, but it has but to be for only trans. for trans. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And he 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 does the whole interview through a vocoder. A vocoder. <laughs> While I was trying to convey. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I think you guys are full of shit. <laughs> it's really hard to talk with this thing. I told you, dude. <laughs> Just fades. Yes, I'm still watching Netflix. Also, we shouldn't have made... I told you someone was going to scoop our, scoop some shit up, but I I looked up longmayyouyoung.com, and someone... Oh, my I God. I don't know who it was. I, won't, I don't know if I even want whoever it was oh to tell us. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I sent you guys... Um, have you seen it recently? Have you seen it? No, I just... Would it last? Look it up right now. He's okay, yeah, added several pages to it. Uh, who has? Oh, wow. Whoever made it. Whoever I don't know who it, it is. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it started with our buddy Brian. Right. Who he bought, I don't know if he bought this, though. Oh, you no, mean... He yeah. bought, like, it was like longmayyou.fun, yeah. because he looked up longmayyouyoung.com, and he said it was way too expensive. He just wanted, like, a 99-cent laugh. <laughs> oh, this is great. They added a... Whoever did this... It's, inc- they, it's incredible. They added a, some... That's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking amazing. What There's like a lot me. here. Should I read a lot of this? Yeah, I read, I read the read whole thing. This? this person bought longmayyouyoung.com, whoever it is. And That's, that scares me because we have no control over that. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Well, <laughs> yeah, it seems right? like this person's on our side right now. Okay, right? I hope so. Yeah, I hope we don't upset them. Well, they're right? po- they yeah. po- and they're, po- they're posting links to our social media. Are they? Like on this. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm very curious who do you think it is? is. Do you think it's like Matt Pauly? I think it might be John Locke. John Locke. I mean, he's the youngster of the year. What if it's Sarah Lynn? Could be Sarah Lynn. Could be Sarah Lynn. Whoever's doing it is very funny and very yeah. creative. Okay, so did you see this? I sent you the screenshot, but yeah, I saw the screenshot. So it looks even better now. It, it <laughs> read, looks great. Read some of it. Okay, so this is longmayyoung.com. Crosby's Whalebone Comb Emporium. Oh my god! Established 1969. <laughs> right now, there's a big picture of a fucking whale like surfacing the water. <laughs> it says. Yeah, future home of Crosby's Whalebone Comb Emporium. Landing, and then in parentheses, on water, and parentheses, soon. <laughs> the most trusted name in mustache care since mustache 1969. Uh, all, of, uh, all of Crosby's Whalebone Combs are made from 100% ethically sourced, genuine whalebone. <laughs> I love that, ethically sourced. And expertly carved by fourth-generation master comb makers nothing will keep your mustache looking as good for decades and generations to come custom scrimshaw by master artisans available by Jesus request christ and really? dude, and then yeah dude there's, there's a whole other pages. thing it says find out more there's like a little page that says find out more they've put some effort into this since i last saw it oh geez and then it like takes you to this whole th- it's not loading now of course but um 
Also, this is another one of these things where if this is your first episode, if you decided for some reason to tune in to the trans episode as your first episode. <laughs> some people might. The the what you're missing right now is that I don't even remember what episode it was. We talked about just how sometimes David Crosby and Stephen Stills can be real fucking dicks. That's a lot of them. Yeah. We mentioned that. And so uh, we, we just had this whole bit going about David Crosby definitely like kills, yeah, kills whales to I don't, make I don't know a, where. a whale bone comb. Still, we, he makes he, he, he has a comb made out of a whale out whale of a whale bone, bone comb for his mustache. I'm still yeah. waiting for someone to make the long may you youngopedia so we can trace the source <laughs> oh, of all these jokes. <laughs> but while we're talking about David Crosby, I wait, th- wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, just real quick. This is another thing from on the site. What do our customers uh, say? Is one of the like it's like a you know yeah. frequently asked questions thing. Scraping one of Crosby's whalebone combs through your facial follicles feels like making love to your own face. Once <laughs> oh I get God. going, it'll take all night. And then it says the quote was by S. Stills. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, well, speaking of David Crosby here, Eddie Van Halen passed away. Oh yeah. Right what a between dick. our last what episode a and this one. Dick. So Adam Morin sent this to me. He okay. said he said uh, not a huge EVH fan, but he I think he said like what a dick, huh? And he sent this. Uh, someone tweeted to David Crosby. I know you're not into metal, David, but what's your opinion on Eddie Van Halen? And he just wrote, "Meh." Yeah, that was like the day after he died. Yeah, right? really. Russ, you want one of these? Sure, I'll try it. Yeah, we'll make you the guinea pig. Yeah, you're gonna test the suntan lotion level of that. No, there's no Malibu in there. Oh, nice. That's basically a margarita made with pineapple juice. <laughs> but so then someone said. Someone named Tracy Guns, probably related to Russ. Oh, Tracy Guns from L.A. Guns. <laughs> yeah, and from Russ's Guns. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, the, that's the L.A. Guns cover band, tribute band, Russ's Guns. <laughs> Russ's Guns. Um, oh, yeah, I got to unmute it. But uh, they said... You like it? Oh, okay, good. They said, fuck this guy, fuck this answer, and most of all, fuck this guy. I don't give a shit what anyone says. That's bullshit, David. And then yeah. D. Snyder retweeted that and said, agreed. That said, I've always hated David Crosby and his mustache. <laughs> and his mustache. <laughs> fucking D. Snyder, man. Yeah, what a fucking douche. And then he tried yeah. to backpedal it by saying, you know, I forgot he had passed away. It was like the day after he, he died. He, yeah. he came out with some tweets after kind of clarifying it. And I'm not like, I'm not a huge Van Halen fan like I don't I just don't know them. I never got into them. I think they were like just right before my time maybe. But I mean I guess saying that I we're doing a fucking Neil Young podcast. Yeah, so. I know, right? That was <laughs> But I think I just missed I missed <laughs> well, that whole I, I don't uh, I don't want to be Crosby here and yeah. and it be too soon to bash on Van Halen, but I think one thing that would differentiate guys like that is Neil even though yeah, obviously way before your time also he just they're they're two different things. Van Halen is one thing and Neil is a trillion different things. Do you know what I mean? I don't think Van no, Halen No, I understand. They're not they don't yeah. yeah, but at the same time that you so can't So if you're not if you're not eh, well You can't deny the impact Eddie Van Halen yeah, had no, on yeah. not just rock music but on guitar playing and his talent for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean he No, 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 I'm not He in, yeah. he invented a style of well he he kind of took like anybody, he took from like his favorite players, mm-hmm. but he invented a style of playing that just influenced and changed the way guitar was played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know you can't well, deny that fact. Well, someone tried to play his style back in uh, 1955, but it just didn't 
didn't go over with the crowd at the enchantment under the sea. I days. heard about that guy. <laughs> but, he was with Marvin Berry's outfit. What uh-huh. were they called? I don't remember. They were good. They were they were great. <laughs> he couldn't play after that accident with his hand, he just couldn't play the same though. <laughs> you know? But their kids are gonna love it. And yeah. their kids' jackets are gonna love That's it. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of uh Back to the Future, a little tie into the tra- to the album Trans. Oh God. There's a um DeLorean on the cover. There is a DeLorean, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and the album cover has that whole city country thing right. that he always had yeah, going was, on. Yeah, and you know, I, which is interesting. I don't want to point out the obvious, but the only explanation for the fact that there's a DeLorean on the cover, I mean, it's not because it was popular at the time. In my opinion, it's because Neil is a time traveling vampire. vampire. He knew that this podcast was going to be the biggest thing to hit the internet. Mm-hmm. He listened to it, heard the jacket voice, and wanted to make sure we tied it in so we didn't completely bash this album although you boys seem to really want to suck this album's dick hard so well, i don't know i may want to edge it uh, i think the <laughs> delorean's on the cover because he probably bought cocaine from john delorean yeah probably that's probably the the answer because oh, i'll give you a plug on my new album cover i'll put one of your cars up there <laughs> deloreans are pretty sweet though sure i'd love to have one yeah they're cool. seamless just right? get one aren't they seamless i don't know what does that mean that means they're not like there's no panels, like it's all one piece. Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. I got no idea. I'm not yeah. sure, but we all have phones. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I just have like six different things pulled up, so I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not gonna look. I it don't want to look. Do you have it any up. any more social media stuff? Uh, no, I was just looking at. All right. Well, whoever made the Long May You Young uh, website, thank you, and please don't uh, hurt us. <laughs> yeah. That's all I want to ask. There have been a few more developments on the. Uh, since I posted the album cover 15 minutes ago. Oh, boy. Uh, I said, I posted the cover, said, describe with one sentence. So someone else, someone named Jimmy wrote Transformer Man. Uh, That's all? Just yep. Transformer, Transformer Man? Transformer Man. To, never mind. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to start shitting on the song yet until we get to it. Right, come on, uh, some, uh, Scott Parks said, on first listen, you might hate it, but give it a chance and you will love it. Okay. And then he did a laugh react to Kent Smith's divorce comment, <laughs> and then wrote That's so harsh. Then he man. wrote Kent, no, but then he wrote Kent Smith. Don't take my laugh emoji as me not feeling bad about your parents' divorce. Mine told me they were divorcing five days after my fifteenth birthday. It was just my first reaction based on your comment of Neil won't let me down. <laughs> I want this comment thread to start getting really deep. That would be great. Jeez. Oh, you should play the Sarah McLaughlin music. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one more. Bruce Grossman says, "Still better than Landing on Water." And are you passionate? Oh, disagree. I'm no, both. I have to say it's it's. I for to be fair, I haven't listened to "Are You Passionate" since it first came out, which would tell you how much I love that album. But um, it's way more interesting than Landing on Water. It, it at least it's interesting. I'm not saying it's like great, but at least it's it makes you curious. In my opinion, it, like, why the fuck is he doing this? If it was, yeah, uh, I, I, there's nothing interesting about it to me. I don't know. I think I also really, really loved Reactor, and I didn't think this would. This is w- way different to me than Reactor. I thought this was going to be just slightly more annoying than what he does on Reactor. But it's to me, it's to me, they're like they're worlds apart. These two records. Hmm. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Well, I agree with you there because Reactor was yeah. Mostly, yeah, you know, just it's it was organic, you know, instruments. It was cra- mostly just Crazy Horse. This is where he stripped it all away. He took he took all the 
all the organic instrumentation out of it or distorted it so much through the synclavier that it was, you know, just a machine. But did you guys listen to any craft work at no, all? No, I knew no, that he I was influenced either. by them for this. If you but can, I you, didn't. Yeah, I can pull some up. Can you bring uh, the Man Machine album and just play like a minute into the first track, and it's a, it'll just put it. I'm, it's not going to make anything better, but it'll just help you with where his head was at at the time. And these guys were, you know, pioneers in this kind of music. They were extremely, you know, in their presentation, they would actually play live. They would have live shows, but they would just stand there. It was mostly like a multimedia show behind them. And they were very cold. They, they were, they tried to act like machines themselves, you know. I don't hate this, but it's because it's not Neil Young. Right, ex- right? That's part of it. Yeah, and that's I something that I had to get that's over. I'm telling you, man. It took you, me a long time to get over yeah, that. Yeah, if you don't yeah. think of it like Neil Young and just think of it like 80s shit. Yeah, but I don't even... <laughs> what it is this is actually 70s shit okay yeah they were doing this stuff in like mid 70s yeah so neil was listening to a lot of that and they had an an album that had just come out i think right before trans called computer world and computer world (laughs) it almost sounded almost sounded like that too he really copied craft work Pretty well, well, on this well they made the computer world, what? but were she there any computer cowboys in that she world? She keeps giving you a thing. She needs you. There's a there's a daughter with a guitar out there. Come in. Uh, in that guitar case, probably. But before you do that, you're going to have to play something for us before you leave. Play, play computer last, age. Last trip to Tulsa. <laughs> what if she did? Oh, I would freak out. I'd freak play out. like an Inca. <laughs> You are like an Inca. That's why I didn't like that one, because it didn't come out like that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't like that one. Oh. I can't even taste Have you guys drank your uh, royal pineapples yet? <laughs> yeah, mine's yeah, great. Good. Yeah, I can't even taste the booze in mine. That's bad news. It's yours is bad almost booze. gone. So I know, right? That's bad. I can't, it, some more. It, it's, it's delicious. Also, but you're making them. Just add more booze. I know, right? I should just, yeah. Okay. Mine is a really, really nice blend. No, okay. I like mine. All yeah. right, cool. You're not just saying that, right? No. Like, you're not just saying you like computer age. You actually like it, right? Computer age, um, yeah, I don't mind it. Okay. Let's ho- let's just hop into it. Let's you want to get, get right into let's it? Let's get right into it. All right. Um, I just got to say, though, a lot of people on Reddit also want merch. We, we'll so make we merch think. before the end of November. It'll be ready for the Christmas rush. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. We just got to... Figure something out. Christmas yeah, we'll ornaments. If you have any merch designs and we like them and use them, then we'll Send give you free merch. We yeah. should make a titty bird ornament for the tree. <laughs> don't even like say that. Like a little silver bird with a bunch of tits on God. it. And the, tit and the nipples light up. Please you can stop. put it on top of the tree. Please, please someone make a titty bird ornament. That would be so great. There's so much merch we could make. There's so many ideas. Wasn't Sarah Lynn saying she was working with ceramics or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, okay. So maybe. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, hey, if she is. <laughs> a little titty bird ornament, a, a sperm with a Neil hat ornament. Oh, it's, oh my God, right? There's and it's lot. all glittery. The sperm's all glittery. Yeah. And festive. Instead of a fedora, it's a, uh, it's a Santa hat. Yeah. Well, then nobody knew it was Neil. It'd just be a sperm with a Santa hat. <laughs> That's kind of creepy. <laughs> oh, my God. Are we recording? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said that didn't have any alcohol in it. Uh, apparently it does. All right. 
Let's um let's jump right into it, shall we? Let's do it. just gonna say that the thing you really have to think about with this album even more than reactor is the the whole thing with his son ben this album is even more so yeah an exploration into the experiment of trying to communicate with his son who is nonverbal. yeah and that's basically what i think transformer man is all about yeah but yeah he um you know he said in the computer and i forget what interview it was the computer voices are people that work in a hospital and they're trying to help. Yeah, I read this. Yeah, uh, a baby push a button. Yeah, it was something weird like you that. It, yeah, and basically, you know, that's kind of talking about the therapy he's going through and what he was trying to do with Ben. He was trying to work on a way where he can, com- you know, communicate with. He had uh, like a computer set up and he wanted him to try to communicate with uh, a tapping thing attached to his head. Yeah. He had uh he had hooked up a train thing. He had worked with a couple of guys from Lionel. This is uh, at the time where he really really started getting into the train thing where he built that whole yeah. separate building to have the train layout. Yeah, this and is Ben a, would hang out yeah, there. Yeah, I was and, reading that in his in the that other book. And then the he one he wrote. He hooked up a thing where Ben could control the train the shit. trains yeah. and that's kind of what Yeah. It's yeah. based on it's like he made this thing and then he wanted to explore trying to communicate and then he also said that it's hard to understand the computer voices on here you can't understand the lyrics and that's kind of like my also do you have the the yeah i was just about to read that yeah go ahead yeah he said that's what trans is all so this is in response to talking about uh, finding ways to communicate with other people that's what trans is all about and that's why on that record you know i'm saying something but you can't understand what it is well that's exactly the same feeling i was getting from my son and, you know, he didn't want to, like we talked about in the past couple episodes, you know, Hawks and Doves and Reactor, he didn't want to tell anybody about Right, right. That was, was the first part of it was that he, basically no one knew. Right. At that time, no one knew. Nobody. Not so, even the like, all of a sudden company. you get this weird electronic 80s thing and you can't really understand it. How soon it's, after Reactor did this come out? Was it the next year? Was it? A, this came out, like, December of 82. Yeah, I'll find out in a second. I think. Because Reactor it, was 10... 2881 and trans was 122982. Yeah, so, so yeah, a, about a, a year, over a year. Little yeah, over a little a year. Over a year. Yeah. So, yeah, enough time for to build anticipation, just I don't know. I'm not in the thing, here's the the other thing I'll say about this too. The Ben stuff makes me appreciate it more. The time that this came out, I mean, fucking 82. This mm-hmm. is pretty appropriate for that. And also Neil's done to this point his record is in my opinion pretty near flawless so he can he's allowed to do this well this is just to me it's just typical neil yeah it's fucking neil man and this is like he like i said he he did everything he pushed everything to the extreme that he could in the 70s and now he's got these new toys you know mixed with his interest in trains and then working in therapy with his son 
you know, dealing with all that. And so all this is all new compared to what he was going in the seventies. He was dealing with getting, becoming a rock star and dealing with the extra pressure and wives and, well, and he was never going to be an overdoses. opera star. So. Right. That's right. <laughs> um, so this was a new way for him to pursue some kind of extreme. And I, yeah. in the last episode, I, I talked about this. David Briggs said he liked using the Sinclair, but with Neil, he went overboard like he always does with, with everything. But I don't think he did in Reactor. He did definitely did in this one. The uh, what's the the Poncho quote where he says? Um, I have that too. Ne- yeah, he ahead. says uh, work. Work on Trans began in late 1981 as a continuation continuation of Reactor with the usual Crazy Horse lineup. But then Young started playing with two new machines he had acquired, a Synclavier and a Vocoder. Crazy Horse guitarist Poncho recalled, Next thing we knew, Neil stripped all our music off, overdubbed all this stuff, the Vocoder, weird sequencing, and put the synth shit on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, some, the, the some of the songs are credited. Crazy Horse is playing, yeah. but it doesn't sound... It doesn't sound like anyone's. It's hard to tell the difference between those songs and the songs Neil does himself with the synclavier and the synthesizers and the drum machines. I, I think to me it wouldn't be. So there's nine songs, right? And six out of the nine are, they're just like nonstop vocoder. Is that how yeah. you say it? Vocoder. And vocoder. I think that annoys me more than the synclavier. I, I don't mind as much in in small doses. But the the vocoder is well. He he had a weird again. He had this weird thing where it was like, I wanted to sound like somebody else. Explaining, he said like in interviews after this, he was trying to explain it. He was like, I took I didn't want anyone to know the story about what I was going through my with my son, uh, but I laid the whole story out on trans, and but it was like in that vocoder voice, and he didn't want to do it in his own voice. He wanted to do it in this voice that no one could recognize or barely be able to tell the lyrics to. You know? And so it was like hard to understand what the story was. And he said he was always kind of, he took it personally that he laid it all out, that whole story, everything. He bared his soul on trans, but nobody got it. And it was like, because you put it through this filter that and also you know, didn't people wouldn't didn't expect. That's the thing. He right. didn't yeah, tell anybody. You don't fucking tell anyone. What right. But, but he again, said he, he didn't want to do that until people said and, that this record sucked, and then he was like, "Wait a minute!" And then all of a sudden, he wanted to tell everybody. Yeah. Did well, people that's say fucking that? Neil, man. Yeah, Did people right. say that at the time? Like, was that? Uh, oh yeah, this album took a lot of shit. Because, I mean, but only- again, what we were talking about before was what you were saying when you played Kraftwerk. It's is it that, or is it because it's Neil Young? It's definitely a little because it's Neil Young. Right, Maybe more that's what than I'm saying. Because when I was listening to this album, I was like, if you didn't know that this was Neil Young, some of these songs are are like your base, like your Devo or whatever else at the time. They're they're danceable. Some of those songs were danceable. They're robotronic. That's what was popular at the time. That's what was fucking going on in culture. And I think in a lot of ways, if you, that's the shit you were into at that time. This album has right. all of that shit, and you know what? It's it, not yeah. that bad. If you were in, like, exactly, Russ. Like, if you like, it's not work to me. Some of these songs stuff. are better than Devo songs, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. I enjoyed some of these songs more than I've listened to like right. a lot of Devo albums when we interviewed Mark Mothersbaugh, and this and this album in particular. And I even tried to think like, okay, imagine this isn't Neil Young, and imagine it's along the same lines as Devo and other shit that came out at that time. This sounds like it would be that in that culture. 
and I would I could move to this. I can dance to some of these songs. I can enjoy what he's doing. He actually did have twelve inch mixes. Really? At the time, he had people remix make dance mixes. Twelve inches of Neil Young. It's twelve full inches. <laughs> can you please make a video called "How to Enjoy the Album Trans by Neil Young" and just show five different ways to enjoy it of you yeah. showing different. Tell dance you what, moves. man, you can do the floss to this album. <laughs> The new modern dance. You could do that. To made famous by he, that wait, backpack can, kid on Katy Perry's performance yeah, on five SNL. Five years ago. He's can you twerk? is the new thing. Can you twerk to this album? I'm, yeah, you I could twerk to any album. Can you twerk? Really? You could twerk to John Williams. Oh, oh. sorry. That's a soft spot. Well, he said, he said uh, in an uh, interview he did in France um, that he probably should have just released a trans EP of just the computer stuff. Yes. And you know what? I think that would have worked a lot better. I almost would have liked that better. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, he tricks you with that first song, that's and it's a, not even a good song. And that's a weird thing. It's a yeah. we- it's weird how he's he's explained that over the years. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, should we jump right into it? Let's do it. Yeah, let's get right into it. Yeah, why not? This is such a hippy, dippy, friggin' groovy, almost to me, almost a parody <laughs> tune of like hippie culture, you know. And yeah. it, it sounds like an old Doctor Hook tune. Yes, but not as good. It it would to me. It's like the like shittier light beer version of I don't want to work. I just want to bang on my drum all day. That song's pretty light beer itself. It's the light beer version of that song. Wow, like a Mick Ultra? Yes. Oof. Not a bad beer, actually. No, it is terrible. The light beer of beers. (laughs) It is the light beer of light beers. (laughs) They're cheap. They're cheap as fuck, though, I'll tell you that. I mean, it's it's just... I'll tell you that there. it's it's, it's, It's got a good groove, and, you know, our man Ben Keith is kicking ass on that slide guitar on there, man. Yeah, there's some nice bongos in that tune, too. That's Joe Lala. Yeah, yeah, but but it's it's like I don't know it. When I first heard, I'm like, this is kind of cool, and then after a while, you're just kind of like, this is a little annoying. It's kind of hokey. He loves hokey's a perfect word for it. Like he's doing it on purpose. Like he loves singing about shuffling feet too. He always (laughs) talks about someone shuffling their feet. That's probably how Neil walks. If you watch any videos, he's always kind of hunched over. The the the. the, I mean, the playing is is great. Yeah. Well, this is that Royal Pineapple Band. Yeah. The Royal. This is from the Island uh, Sun thing, right? So he wanted to take all those guys to Hawaii and make this album about. I think is what he said was about um, the ocean. And ancient civilizations yeah. and beaches and sailing and, you know, sea life. And I'm thinking that's exactly what the fucking Stills Young Band shit was all about. So right. thank you, David Geffen, for shutting that down. And yeah. and he called the band the Royal Pineapples. Well, I, I wonder if I would have appreciated that one more than this. I don't know. What if he did a the Royal Pineapples EP and a trans EP? 
Even if he did one side, you know, one side of each. Yeah. That right? would have been kind of... Because that would have gone with the album cover a little more. Yeah. Except that instead of pine trees, it should have been, you know, palm trees. Yeah. Mm. On, the, on the cover. Instead of hawks and doves, it could be robots and pineapples. Mm. <laughs> There's a drink in there somewhere. <laughs> There's always a drink in there. Let me uh, read this because I forgot. Um, also, now it's... There's a few more comments on the... On the album cover, Jeremy Huber. This album is both underrated. Oh, there he is again. Yeah, this album is both underrated but bad at the same time. That's a decent way to put it. I don't know. It's don't, not. It's not great. It's not underrated to me. But, but I agree with what Rush said in the sense that he does a really good job at trying to do that style of music. I think he. I think yeah. in a few of these tunes, man, he fucking nails it. Yeah, he fucking I do, kneels <clears> it. He, yeah, he kneels it. Man. He totally kneels it. Yeah, don't say nails. No. Yeah. He, he kneels it. We're Nail, not. We're his, not talking about him. No, this whole episode, him. one episode, none. He's he's he's. We're, you already he's did. run his path. I didn't. Did. I said he. I, no. We're okay. Continue. Okay. <laughs> um, I wanted to read this John Locke quote. I forgot to do it earlier. Luke is just so obsessed with John, John Locke. Locke. He gives us Me good. John Locke he gives us good tent, though, man. He I'm gives us good tent. My John Locke podcast called Lock May You Young. <laughs> it's where me and John Locke. Lock, no, no, no. Hold on. We go over these episodes. Lock May You John. <laughs> but he says, uh, what an awesome episode. Thank you, John. First off. Wait, did um, you say you guys go over the episodes of this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to start with episode one and just rate rate it. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, it's very meta. Yeah. You guys wouldn't get Didn't it. Didn't Comedy Bang Bang do that? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Uh, what an awesome episode. First off, the anti-youngster. I like to say he calls him the anti-youngster from iTunes. Must have been going nuts during the first 30 minutes of this episode. Although he probably didn't listen at all. Um, I pictured that person sitting down with a T-bone and taters screaming at you to get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, secondly, this is one heck of a record. I bought it around 15 years ago. He's talking about Reactor and quickly dismissed it. Um, but in preparation for this episode, I started listening to it this month. And I got to say, it's crazy how your taste in music can change without you realizing it. Southern Pacific is probably my top choice, but I do have a lot of love for T-bone. Um, but this is, was what I was going to say, or the part that I wanted to read. Lastly, I cannot wait for Trans. Such an amazing record, and I'm hoping that at least one of you have had the pleasure of watching the Berlin DVD. Uh, I, I haven't. Now, yet, is, that, is that the concert film? I don't know. Because if that's the one that HBO yeah, no, carried this is the one that, when the album came out. Mm, what I'm reading here is after a year of work... The album, meaning trans, was mixed in a hurry because Young was eager to go out on tour, documented in the home video, Neil Young in Berlin. I would assume that's what John's talking about. And touring songs from trans, you think? Yeah, he was. I think so. It was, okay. it was the, one of the most disastrous also, tours he's ever been on, actually, because he, wow. lost, he lost like almost a million dollars. Jesus. Because he had a huge stage setup that was like a Wizard of Oz theme. He had a big, <laughs> like, awesome. he had a big catwalk that went out into the middle of the crowd. And then, and it's plus, actually a bird walk. You have to add all the computer <laughs> stuff. The crew was bitching about all the computers that they had to use for this stuff. Which in 1982 were probably I know, like the size of houses. They had, they had twice as many trucks. And he was playing all the trans stuff before the album came out. So nobody, oh, again, so doing that weird. Neil thing. And he's in Europe playing this stuff to people who have no idea. They're probably going to see like, you know. Play, play ya, ya, ding dong. Yeah, exactly. It's like that guy, except he's saying tonight's the night or yeah. something, you know. <laughs> And it's and he starts playing like computer age and imagine how those people reacted yeah. like, what the fuck is this? Mm. And they're probably like, Kraftwerk's been doing that for years. Fuck you. Mm. Well, after he after Locke said that, he said, check out sample and hold on the archives for video of the song from that DVD. 
Um, and then he posted two links, the acoustic version of Shots, which we played. But he, I, apparently there's also an acoustic version of Southern Pacific that Neil plays on banjo. Oh, well, wow. that'd be cool. Be I'd like to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear that. Can you... Are you I'll, pull, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll see if you can find that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it towards the end. I also read... Oh, is he still going? Is that not No, done? that's it. Oh. I also read that um, portions of several tracks appeared in uh, Human Highway. Yeah. And that version of Mr. Soul is in Human Highway, too. Is it? Yeah, it's playing oh. on the radio. Oh, in the fucking uh, limo. So that yeah. Yeah. yeah, that version... That's right. Made, that's where I, I, I started to think, maybe if, if a different band, like an Electronica band, covered Mr. Soul, I would appreciate it way more than I do this. Because I don't like this version at all, because I... I like his. Did other you know Sonic Youth covered a fucking covered uh, computer age computer age for yeah. this? I got. That oh yeah, that that we'll first that. bridge that school the bridge or whatever, benefit yeah. album. That's the one that has that Soul Asylum Barstool right, Blues which on we, it, oh, yeah. which we liked. That yeah, was cool. that's on there. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, anything else about a yeah, little well, thing called yeah. love? Yeah. So that's like, you know these these guys they make a whole album of that stuff. And David Geffen says, uh, no, I think you can do better. He had already started working on all this computer stuff. And so he said, all right, well, fuck it. I'll just go back to this stuff. And he went and he had all like during the reactor sessions, he recorded some of this stuff. And so he already had a lot of this stuff ready to go. But opening the this album with this song, what kind of a mind fuck is that? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like, oh, I'm just going to put the head in. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, <laughs> you know, and it's and it, so it's like, what, what was he trying to say here? And at first I was like, OK, so he starts if you listen to this on like a CD or on Spotify, the album starts with that and then it ends with like an Inca. Mm. And so you got these two kind of groovy uh, hippie ish kind of tunes in there, like an Inca has this kind of psychedelic imagery to it and stuff like that. And. So I'm thinking, okay, so he starts with this organic tune, and then in between, this is what's going through his head. But then he ends it with that, and it's like, okay, well, I'm back to being like the Neil Young you know, but in between, this is what's going on in my life. But then I read an interview with him saying, well, I could have put out just the electronic stuff on a trans EP, but I felt like I kind of wanted to hide the electronic stuff. So I would I put this song on that you know on that side and I put fucking like an Neil here. man. Well, think about how fucking ridiculous that is. Yes. How do you yeah. hide that? You can't. So like okay, so when this came out, you're still listening to vinyl, right? So you put the needle goes through the whole song, yeah. and then the other stuff starts up. So what? What are you just going to be like? Yeah. Oh, I... well, what about tape? Would have been out, right? Yeah, they yeah cassettes were out, but yeah. albums were still selling at this yeah. time. So whatever cassette tape, are you not hiding anything? No. Yeah. No. That's not how it That's works. like a ridiculous fucking statement. I mean it like may, it almost you makes you it man. almost makes you feel a little bit of the whole Geffen thing of him suing him. Of them yeah. suing him because it's kind of like you start this album off with the song we just played and then you go into computer age and then you have six songs of you know of like straight up electronic stuff. music. Yeah. So I can imagine being David Geffen being whoever at Geffen and just being like is he fucking with us? Right. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, but then he has that thing where he likes to bookend stuff. Like but at the same the time, night, at, you know, at the and, same time, Russ never sleeps. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah, he has. And so that I thing. thought it was supposed and that's to be where, something like and that. And so that's where I'm also on Neil's side, where it's like you can't tell someone they're not them enough. You, he gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. Right. You and signed was, him on yeah. knowing he's fucking Neil, man. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you didn't listen to anything he did in the right. 70s. You didn't yeah. see that pendulum swing from fucking on the beach to... Or even time fades you know. away. But this right. is a, yeah, exactly. this is a yeah. hard, aggressive swing. 
Like this is his most. But again, aggressive. It is, swing but it yet. isn't because to him, you got to think, man. Neil is just one of these dudes who, whatever's going on with him personally, that's what you're going to get. Agre- I'm and, not disagreeing and so, with you. So, I'm- but the problem is, he doesn't know how to communicate outside of music, really. So, like when you see interviews with him, it's like, or the things he says are all contradictory a lot of times, because he doesn't fucking. He should have just said, "Here's what my son and I are going through. This is what this is right. about." But instead, he doesn't do that. Instead, and you so had to go through this friggin' you, digital right. labyrinth and try to figure out the story of what's all. Right. And you can't. There's right. no way you can't. And he expects you to. Right. Right. And no wonder he had fucking three wives. <laughs> Jesus. I'm, I'm just saying this is. The, but we love you, Neil. Come on. This is a wild. <laughs> of course, I love Neil, and I appreciate the, I appreciate this album a lot more, knowing the stuff that he was dealing with with Ben. Yeah. And, oh, it's yeah. And how he's totally. trying to like. Like you yeah, said, but at the time, uh, nobody knew this. Right, right, know? exactly, so, and that's a tough thing. But I mean, who, who, we're, we, there's no way we can understand what he was going well, through, at, and what you would do in that situation. No, no, not at all. You but know, he did want to release a video album, a video for each one of these songs, explaining the story. And David Geffen shot it down, and he said, "Look, so I'll, pay, I'll, pay for, I'll pay for half of that's it." It's on Geffen, and then Geffen said, "No, we're not going to do Why this. I'm giving Geffen you." Why Geffen all of a sudden have the? I feel like Neil's never given anyone creative control like that. When he started as a solo, that was his big thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Briggs was his producer, but other than that, there was no. It was his shit, right? I don't. And why at this point is Geffen like, no, I don't like the Islands and the Sun album. I don't like. Right. You know what I mean? Why does he have you, any say in it? Neil, even Neil, he gave him a million even, dollars. Maybe right. Yeah, <laughs> he's getting a million dollars an album. Yeah. At that time, only like three or four other people were getting that, and they were all on Geffen. Geffen did that for Elton John and Stevie Wonder. What was Elton John's album at this time? Oh God, was, was it, it uh, with I, I'm still standing on it? I don't know. Uh, Still standing, it might have been. Like Elton's got some. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Sample and hold. <laughs> yeah, so he and then, but you know what? All those albums from all those artists at that time flopped, and so Geffen was probably all of a sudden like, "Fuck! I just gave all you guys a million dollars. Make an album that's gonna sell." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's kind of fucked up that David Geffen told him and 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 uh, Elliot Roberts that. Look, um, we'll give you full creative control, and then once he did that, he went back on that. Like, yeah, it just said constantly. that it said that Young's contract guaranteed him one million per album, as well as total creative control over his yeah. output. Yeah, right. And Geffen, so then and Geffen, Geffen has no legal. Yeah, which I mean that that shit got shut down because well, Neil se- Neil countersued, and then the whole thing got shut well, down. Neil and settled, then, and yeah, and Geffen apologized. Right. But Geffen, I don't get that because Geffen worked with like Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. That's how right. the relationship right. started, and he was supposedly a big Neil Young fan. Did you find the Elton album? Yeah, yeah. it's an album I've never heard of called Jump Up. And it Let looks me see the like, cover. It looks like his version of Trans. Yeah, like, that's the one that has I'm still standing on it. Right? It looks like the, I don't it see looks it. Everybody's no? rocking. Dear John, he's yes. got a song called "I Am Your Robot." Oh boy, I'm not gonna play it. That's a whole theme now, right? Maybe that's '82. What? Yeah, man. Everyone's we're obsessed. I'm with telling it. you, the '80s were this Welcome weird. Welcome to my world. Fuckers. The '80s. Yeah. The '80s were this weird. Like everybody was like, it's the modern times, it's space age, and at the same yeah. time, they wanted to go back to like this retro '50s Eisenhower thing. Yeah, that's like. Yeah, I, you know? I can't believe you that's haven't why seen Back, back to, to the, the Future, future too. Well, that's man, what I'm saying. That's why that's Back to the Future it is. is probably yeah. such a huge. It's like movie that diner, that whole diner scene. Yeah, remember that. Like fifties diner, but it's all oh empty gardens on here. That was okay. a big that was a big hit. That was about John Lennon getting killed. Elton's best stuff was in the seventies too. Honky Chateau, 
Mm. Yeah, those first, yeah, so those first, yeah, those first two Elton John albums, I yeah. agree, fantastic. Get back, honky gap. So yeah. yeah, so it's like what we oh we're t- the Geffen deal. So this mm. is the start of all that. Like Geffen's like okay, but Geffen should have known. That's Going what from I, that's Harvest what I, that's, to Time that's, Fades Away. That's what I'm saying. You know, if Geffen to, knew the fucking Neil Man hashtag, he wouldn't understand. Right. FNM, you know? I think he's just panicked because he doled out all this money expecting yeah. these guys to yeah. pull through with yeah, a haunted chateau you, or yeah. a goodbye yellow brick road or, or a music of whatever Stevie Wonder's album was there, the music of my mind. Oh, you're talking about the Elton stuff, sorry. But yeah. but same thing you should have known with Neil too, right? Right. Well that's it. Yeah. yeah. But I think giving the artist did we talk about the David Lynch thing on the on the podcast, or did we talk about it? He's come up before. Well, we talked about uh, Twin Peaks, the TV show versus the Showtime continuation of yes, the TV show. Yes, I think we did. And how much better, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but how much I thought the TV show was better than the Showtime stuff. And the Showtime stuff was visually amazing and everything, but it was bad because he didn't have someone editing him. He didn't have the the constraints of you have to fit this all into 22 minutes, right? Or whatever, however long the episode was. And so when you give an artist complete fucking control, you can't expect them to be as commercial as, say, when you hire a Danny fucking Korchmar to produce him or... Sometimes. Or an Elliot Mazur, you know? Yeah, sometimes. But sometimes that that works out. I'm I'm bad. I mean, I, I was not a Twin Peaks guy at all. Well, I'm just saying that's just kind of an example. But no, I know. Like, I, I, I like get what you're you saying. If you let a guy go, if you let an artist go fucking run wild, you know, mm, like Neil, not know. everything's going to be a platinum yeah. seller. Like but he at the hit same with Harvest. Time, but at the same know? time, who, who, did someone produce this? But at the this? same time, I think you need both. I think you need to, that's what an artist is. And, and sometimes you need to have someone being like, and that way you get, a, you get your harvests and you're after the gold rushes and stuff. But, other times you get a trance, and I all mean, of those things are Neil Young. And this was it says produced by David Briggs. Yeah, David Briggs was was, <clears throat> and David Briggs loved this stuff, and he loved that Neil was doing it because one, at that time, nobody else was doing anything like this. There was yeah. no artist from that era, from like the late sixties, seventies, yeah. that was trying anything new like that. And he said that people should have given Neil more credit for this because he wasn't stagnant. Right. You know, he was doing something completely different that was And that's so... what sets him apart from anyone else. And that's right. why, you know, that's sort of the comparison I was making to Van Halen was Van Halen is, is what he is. But Neil is just this whole other fucking... Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Your, your podcast about Van Halen would be like four episodes of just like, yeah, he played the guitar really good. Well, I don't know about no, that, Russ. Little... You're pissing some people off There's... here. You know, know, there's a lot. There was a lot. To when you compare him to they're Neil, not as, they're not as extreme as Neil. That's though. what I'm saying. Right. Like again, the most I'm not Crosbying. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm the most extreme, Crosby-ing. like Van Halen got, like this would probably be 1984, with Eddie. Eddie discovered the fucking keyboards. Uh, you know, and then he did. I'll wait and all that shit, and then went into 5150. And all right, Mike Hagar yeah. or uh, Roth. Oh, Roth or Sharon. Well. Gary got a Gary was dealt a bad hand. Yeah. That's all I'll say. I love David Lee Roth. I like the Hagar stuff too, but David Lee Roth. I got to be honest. I just I I hate most eighties music. I really don't like the eighties. You like this? You like trance? No, I'm not. I didn't say I liked it. Oh. I I I just don't hate it. But I don't like a lot of eighties music. But I think I got a lot of that from Dad. It's I just ne- it just never got. I just 
you were do, do you, you like, were a young mullet. Do you like anything from uh, you know you like those first couple Uncle Tupelo albums? Those were eighties. Yeah, I don't think those were eighties. Yeah, they were. Do you like anything from Dinosaur Junior? That's like late eighties. Yeah, yeah, late eighties is different. That's mid to mid to late eighties. Replacements. You're talking early eighties. And on, honestly, there was a, there was a lot honestly, of great. I don't music. have. And to answer your question, no, I don't have a connection with that. But that's until okay. later in my life. But that you're, what you're and, talking about is stuff that was played on the radio. Yeah, I don't like. Okay. I don't like. But a there lot was of, still a lot of great. But music again, in I'm the fucking 80s. 29. You know, like I I grew up with like 90s stuff. Right. And and, and, there was and a even, lot of and there's a lot of shit in the 90s. 100. percent There's a lot of shit in the 60s and 70s too. Not as Starland vocal band, dude. The best. They're the best. Let's the, do a podcast. Okay, but how? But, but listen, band. <laughs> but listen, the best, in my opinion, the best decade of music was sixty-five to seventy-five. Inarguably, okay, but the there best. was still a ton of shitty stuff that I'm came not out saying there too. wasn't. I'm not saying there wasn't. Right. But same thing with. But what, in the mainstream, in the mainstream, you had you had fucking, you know, you had Neil Young, you had Bill Withers, you had really good shit going on. You had the Beatles, you had. Stones, you had all kinds of stuff. Zeppelin, amazing fucking shit. That was the mainstream culture, man. You had Van Morrison. There was so much to choose from. There was fucking everything, man. Mike's getting and, very defensive because Moving Pictures came out in 1981. It so. should, it certainly did, and that's a fucking great album. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, the, the mainstream, signals, the mainstream of the 80s good. was just. I just always think of a fucking ski resort shitty movie, right? You know, and there like, were a couple of those. Hot dog was actually and it's really just funny. Cocaine and <laughs> bullshit. Oh yeah, there was no cocaine in the stick. You can't see you're narrowing it down. There was no cocaine in the seventies. How do you think? That's Neil not Young what I'm saying. That's not 70s. what I'm saying. Yeah, of course, yes, absolutely. But the music was I good. Think Zuma was made. <laughs> the music was right, good. and there was a lot of great music made in the eighties too. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Was, you know, when people narrow it, it down, some. it's just there's you know you gotta you gotta <laughs> well, dig in. there. I mean, and people and the thing is like people when people say a a decade. Everyone has their own mental thing, but like, if you say '90s, you think of uh, like Big Head Todd and bands like that. But everyone forgets like a lot of Wilco's best albums came out in the '90s, and Holy no shit, one knew man. who they were. Right? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like I didn't know who Wilco was in the '90s. Being there came out in the '90s. Yeah, and that's like one of their best albums. Is that the one that starts with "Misunderstood." Yeah, yeah, it's a great fucking yeah. album. Um, but yeah, yeah. you got to dig and there's, and there's, so you can't just say what was played on the radio, you know, go by what was played on the radio. I guess I'm just, I guess what I'm saying, and maybe you're right, Luke, maybe some of it's Stockholm syndrome, but I just think when you syndrome. think about the mainstream of what was going on in the start of the eighties, I think Neil has some songs on here that actually fucking, he hit it right on the head. Like he, it's, it, he did a good job with, with what well, he did as far as. Tapping into the to what was the energy and the vibe of the time, it's but it, but it actually wasn't. Kraftwerk was still very much an underground band and had a cult following. So then that. there you go. Neil inspired the fucking eighties too. Uh, Neil created. The it was 80s. more like Kraftwerk and in, in, inspired. <laughs> That's the, 80s. the thing with this podcast is that. Yeah. We just keep realizing Neil's a time traveling <laughs> right, yeah. vampire. Well, a lot of the and themes, he influences yeah. everything in society. A lot of the themes. If he I don't make trans, here. then Barry Goldberg's gonna win. <laughs> I don't know. Barry Goldberg. I don't know. Who is it? Barry Goldman. No, you talking about Back to the Future? No. <laughs> this, is, this is how stupid I am. Isn't he a wrestler? Who is the guy who ran against Reagan? I don't know. Oh, it's Jimmy Carter. Walter Mondale. Mondale. <laughs> 
Jimmy Carter was the president. Oh, Barry Goldwater. That's who I'm Barry thinking Goldwater. of. What the fuck are you like, talking Barry Goldberg about? from the TV show? <laughs> yeah, you know, Barry from the TV. Actually, it's a, it's a, it's a crossover Goldberg. between the show Barry and the Goldbergs. Oh, my yeah. God. That would be amazing. Where Bill Hader just kills everyone in the... <laughs> <laughs> he kills all of the Goldbergs. He kills all the Goldbergs. <laughs> and Patton Oswald narrates it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, geez. I'm an idiot. So, oh, But fine. everyone knows that at this point. I'm going to read this. So I'm just... if You know this at this point at this in the episode I posted the album cover. I'm just in real time reading the comments that come in on trans. Uh, Andre Lundy says, This had been a great album if all songs had been with the vocoder and Kraftwerk-esque. Right, that's that's what Neil was saying. Maybe he yeah. should have put it out. Mm. Just the, and that you know what? Yeah. I think it would have been a better album. I agree. But oh. he, for some reason, he was trying to hide that stuff. Yeah, it's either one or the other. It's either make a what did he say a trans EP, trans EP, right. or make an Island in the Sun EP and put you know the first track. Either and way, like I wouldn't have enjoyed it. But um, and whatever else, yeah, you know, yeah. he had about. You know, jellyfish. Oh, and, fucking right. long may you run too. <laughs> and frozen bananas. We yeah. should we should move into some of these. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. We haven't about. even gotten into the uh, computer stuff here. Here we go. Oh, this is the time on Sprockets where we dance. Here we go. <laughs> I'm Mike Shu, and I'm here to tell you. I want you to pet my monkey. Pet it. Look at all of us, though. Look at all of us. You Move can't it. deny the beat. You cannot deny the beat. Craftwork, craftwork were masters of beats. For the '80s, Neil hit it. He got these beats. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so he got these beats from Craftwork. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't like his voice on this one. I don't. Yeah. You want me to keep it till the chorus part? Yeah, might as well, because it's the real vocoder. Um, also, Nils works the vocoder a little yeah. bit too, and the Synclavier. Yeah. On that European tour, they didn't even have guitars. At Nils some is point. just a genius. They would just walk around with the, the the head mics on, and they would just sing. They didn't have guitars. It was weird. We should have had Nils back on. Oh, there's that yeah, high yeah. crazy shit. We should have had Nils back on for this one. Yeah, yeah. No, we, what were we, what were we thinking about having him back on for? Was the no? It was another one too. We said we'll it? have you back on for trans. I thought like Lenoise as a joke. was maybe Lenoise another one. No. Was he on that one? I lose oh, no, this one. He wasn't it was on, oh, it was trans. It was yeah. a trans. He was yeah. headed over to East Street at that point. Sell out. Please. Go back to Jersey. <laughs> Joyzy. Uh no, this song was very jarring to me when I heard it, but I thought Well, okay. it's such an extreme after that first song. Yeah. That's yeah. a total like mind fuck. You know, you're like, ooh, this thing called love, yeah. You know, let's wear some fucking patchouli. And then it's like all of a sudden you got your black turtleneck on and you're like, oh, this chair is engineered poorly. You're I am black, uncomfortable. Your black turtleneck, that's great. You know, it, it's it's such an extreme swing just on this album, which yeah. we're, we should be used to by yeah, now. Now you're now you're but, in you're, but, now you're in the Roxbury. Yeah, but the right. swing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what it is. Your head's bobbing like yeah, this. Exactly. You know? But the swings we have never been can this get extreme. Into extreme. The, the swings have never been this extreme, well, in my opinion. They, but that's Neil. They have, I agree. but just not with this genre of music. Yeah. Really, though? Yeah. Like, even his, like, where I mean, he bounces tonight's back the night from is country. A swing, dude. Not even close to this level, though. But what Mike's saying is it's just a different genre. It's just a different... There have been swings where it's like... Like, tonight's he, the night is like, a what, fucking swing, what if was you really the song, think about it. What was the song before A Man Needs this, a Maid? 
Right. I don't know, but that's not. But the, you went from the, like whatever. What was that? I'm like, anyway, you went. So that was a huge swing. You went from that to this or like this Nashville thing to this orchestral, gigantic, yeah, overblown but, thing. But the, no, those were like T-ball little league swings. The swing to this was the swing at the end of Signs. The swing away, Merrill. I can't believe you like that movie. Harvest was. Before Are you crazy? Oh, man, he's Are you man. serious? Yeah, see, so you have Harvest, and then you go into this giant orchestral thing, and it's like. That's an extreme swing too. It's just also, different Signs genres is of music. awesome. Signs no, is one of the best movies ever made. No, Signs is a piece of shit. No, Signs you is great. You are kidding. Me. Make, an argument, make an argument. Make an argument for why How it's not it? good. Yeah, it's just poorly. It's it's just it doesn't flow. What are you what? talking about? Using, it's, it's bullshit. That's actually really good writing. No, <laughs> you're just. I was really I was really bored. By it's because you're an eighty shithead. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's all right. I prefer. And you're an ageist. <laughs> Black lives may matter, but you hate old people. Yeah, so what? <laughs> okay. Old people it. fucking ruin this country. He's got, oh, okay. <laughs> and you're not even old. He's a boomer hater. Also, Neil's 74, so you got to be careful with that one. Yeah, but Neil actually fucking yeah, but you stands said old, up for important things yeah, but you and said has old, a socially, you said old socially people, justice. But you said he oh, is, just because I like Van Halen, I'm an He's socially asshole. aware of things that are going on, and he fights for justice and equality. With his platform. Yeah, but you said... And old, nobody from the 80s does that. But you said no. old people are ruining this country. Nobody from the 80s does that. <laughs> you're, just, you're just being a little prick with your fucking American flag. Yeah, but he's good fish at it. shirt. <laughs> Whatever. Mike's an asshole because he doesn't like signs, which is weird. Uh, did you buy that sweatshirt at Cuffy's? I don't know. I got it some... Uh, it looks like it. I think it got it at a... Uh, what do you call it? A place, I actually used to work at Ocean State Job Lot. Mm. Nice. So... It's an American trout. It was like two bucks. <laughs> American trout. <laughs> uh, yeah, computer age. I don't know what you guys want to say about it. It's it's a great imitation of craft work. He nails craft work. In the next one, that. he nails Devo. But you know, I like the lyrics of Computer Age. A lot of these songs, if you look at the lyrics, it's like he, he he's. I like how it's he's uh, he's embracing it's pretty good technology. Writing, man. It's, some of it's pretty cool. I like how he's embracing technology. He's standing before the signal. He's waiting to cross the street, and he's he puts his trust in the signal, knowing that the machines will look out for him when it's clear for him to walk and not get killed. You know, it's 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 this kind of embracing. It starts off with computer age embracing the technology, cohabitating with the machines. And I'm not saying it's great, Luke. I'm just I'm just trying I'm, to understand I'm, I'm, the song. I'll be with you. I'll be with you up to this point. Okay. So can I? Let me just quickly describe a scenario that happened to me this weekend, and then just bear with me because okay. I'm gonna make it make sense. Okay. On Sunday, we went. Uh, my me and my family went to a corn maze. We originally were gonna go apple picking up in Mason, New Hampshire, because we're fucking yuppies. And thank the Lord they were sold out of apples. Because if there's one thing I didn't want to do. Sold out of apples? Yeah, it was a smaller orchard. An orchard? Yeah. And I didn't want to go apple picking. Not one apple. I hate apples. None available. They had bags of them, but like the pick your own. How do you like them apples? (laughs) Come on, man. There's none to like. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so, but there was a corn maze there. So my wife's like, let's go in the corn maze. Right before we enter the corn maze, I got the telltale rumble and swish in the bottom of my belly <laughs> meaning i might have to shit in the corn bad maze. no right before we went in oh but then it went away and i ignored it so we went into the corn maze we go around a corner Jesus. around another corner i got i'm chasing a three-year-old and a seven-year-old and oh, everyone's yeah, running that's right. all you these got different all the kids ways. man yeah, then i get crazy. the rumble again okay i get it a little a little bit more intense okay goes away i'm now i'm starting to feel sweat a little bit then 
even sooner. It's like contractions. They get smaller and smaller. I get it again. And now I have to stand still. I have to stand still. I have to press my legs together. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> Do the Aztec two-step? Yes. Yeah. It, it, I don't know what it is, but there's the something I ate. Yeah, that little Something waddle. I ate or whatever. But my body said to me, you're Evacuate. Gonna, you're gonna. The, my body said to me, "I'm gonna shit in five minutes. It doesn't matter where you are, but shit's coming out in five minutes." Wow. And the panic that set in, and I, I stupid me, I'm like, I, I just said to my wife, "I gotta go." I said, "I gotta, I gotta take a shit," <laughs> and so I start following the maze because, and I'm getting lost. And I'm getting angry, and I'm in a. Yeah. There's no fear like realizing you're gonna shit your pants in a corn maze. Right. I agree. And so eventually. I just burst straight through the corn because I realized, why am I following the path? Just yeah. go out through the corn. You should have just gone into the corn. <laughs> but anyway, I went out, and then this this part's not relevant, but I found the porta potties, of course, right near where everyone's eating fucking candy apples and shit. Why would they do that? I don't know, but I took a very loud shit. I interrupted conversations. That's good. how loud my shit was. Oh, good for you. <laughs> you gave some people to talk about. Anyway, it was what I'm trying to say is, at this point in the album, I'm mm. like, oh, you're okay. shitting your pants. That's jarring. But oh. then when it goes right from computer age into what is it? We are in control next. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's when a little bit of panic sets in for me on this because I'm like, I think this whole album is this. And also because you realize you are not in control. Your fucking bowels are in control, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. You're not really in control. I'm telling you, it was it was it fucking scarred me against corn mazes. Yeah. Worse than Signs scarred Chew against Courtney. <laughs> well, <laughs> if Signs had scarred me, that'd be a good movie. You know, Poltergeist scarred me. Signs didn't. But what I'm, what See, I'm this saying. This is where I'm going to get ageist again. Okay. I think if you watched that movie when you were the right age, you'd love it. Oh, I saw it when it first came out. Yeah, but how old were you? When was that? That was the early 2000s? Yeah. yeah. So you were like in your fucking 40s. No, I was in my 30s. And I still didn't like it. I'm just fucking with you, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's just being a dick. I do like signs, though. I like signs a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. But we'll then, have fun I, with that. Those two. I do. Listen, I'm just saying those two, and then Transformer Man was when the real panic set in, and then Computer Cowboy was the actual shit that I took. <laughs> you know what? Strangely, I understand exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And then you weren't able to hold on to your love. No. <laughs> That love just poured out of you. Come on. Like a faucet. You had to look like sure a super right. soaker. Come on. You were power washing. And then he took a sample. And he held and it was it. sample and hold. Hold. Can't hold. And then I washed my hands in the like a sinka. <laughs> you skipped over Mr. Soul. Good dad joke. Yeah, on purpose. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what the hell are we on? We're on We Are In Control. Okay. I love this beginning. See, that's Devo. It is very yeah. much Devo, yeah. That Can you do me like, a favor, Luke? Woo, yeah. Just start woo. it over again and crank it up just a little bit. Just Okay, let's crank it up a little bit. Ready? All right, ready? Thank God you're here, G.I. Joe. Cobra has been <laughs> causing chaos across the planet. <laughs> that's exactly what that sounds like, man. It sounds like a G.I. Joe fucking cartoon soundtrack. <laughs> It really does, man. It, yeah, it really does. totally. That's like that's perfect. But I like, you know what? I like this song. I don't like that it's a Neil Young song. There's that thing again where it's like I, if this wasn't I'm, Neil I, Young, I'm telling you. But this song, if, if this was done by Devo, you'd you'd be you'd dig like, it. Oh yeah, this is great. Yeah. And, but I I do like it. I like the message in it. It's very true. And it, back in 1982, yeah, this is a this is 
you know, this, this is, is the, this, this this is is the, 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 the fucking time-traveling vampire part of Neil. Like, yeah. Because all of the and stuff in that song is coming true. It, it, I mean, it, now, too, like today. Oh, yeah, especially With now. AI yeah. and fucking social media algorithms. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. you know. But it's just not in this weird, dorky way. Like, So this is the... This is line, uh, sorry, song two of this precious metal, li- precious metal lies, right? In in computer age, he talks about precious metal lies or. Uh, oh no! Yeah, I know what you're talking. He's um. What does he, it say? It's um. I love that line too. Hold on, I'll find it here. Um, precious pre- metal lines molded into highways and then in, running through me so microscopically. He's describing a circuit. Right, but then in this song he says precious metal lies. In uh, sorry, and we and we are in control. Do you see that? So it's a play, then it's a play. Yeah, on. and then I think he brings that back in another song. He might. Yeah, he if says. If anyone can um, do it, it's the computer cowboy. Hey man, I think it's in that one the too. Sis Crusher. I think it might be in that one. See, that one's all about Ben, for sure. Computer cowboy has to be. I disagree. You when we get to it, well, we'll okay. can we we'll talk about, about like let's stay on we are in control because I thought he was saying CCTV. Yeah, what's CCTB? It's a closed uh, circuit. It says, it says chemical it. computer thinking battery. Yeah. Okay, that, so that's, that's the end of the song that he keeps repeating. That's a that's a Ben thing. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because he he talked about this album. Oh, Ben is kid. Every time you say Ben, my I'm sorry, Ben goes Young. right to Ben. Keith. Yeah, Ben Young. Because yeah, that's too. a Ben Young <laughs> thing. Because BK. Because he said this album is is uh, I wrote it down somewhere. He's saying that like this album is where chemistry and electronics come together. And that's what he was trying to do with Ben. Okay. Yeah. So like the chemistry in your brain going on. Right. And then with technology helping Ben put that chemistry together so he can communicate. And so I think that's a reference to what he was trying to do to help Ben communicate. I also thought he was saying CCTV because that it would, would make, make more sense. It would yeah. make a lot of sense. Like we're watching you, we're watching over you, we're keeping you safe, we're providing you entertainment, we're we're being the uh, the law enforcement for you. You know, he's mentioning all those things in there. To me, this this album, but this song in particular, everyone read 1984 in high school. Right. right. So, but it must have been interesting to come upon that year, to be coming upon that year with all this shit coming right. out. There was probably a, like, was, I can relate it to the Y2K thing. Like, the, yep. our dad was yeah. pretty wild about and then there was the 2012 shit 2012 too. 2012 shit too. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, there's always a thing. Right. No one knew. No one knew. No one knew it was actually 2020. Was Mayans, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. They were just off just by a few <laughs> yeah, years. We missed it a little bit. They were in the ballpark. Yeah. They did pretty good. Yeah, it was the Ma- end of the Mayan. Calendar. It was the Mayan calendar. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. they had that really bad John Cusack movie. I thought it was all right. Mm. It was which fun. one was that? 2012 was called. Oh really? Woody Harrelson played one. a wacky radio guy. Ooh. Big stretch. I <laughs> know, wacky Woody Harrelson, a wacky oh, guy. He's, yeah, he's, oh my god, he a wacky, scary stepped guy. Stepped out of his role for, for <laughs> yeah. that one. Anyway, but Woody Harrelson in True Detective. Oh, oh yeah. my god, yeah, I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, just, it's no signs, but it. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I am kidding you. Though. Yeah, but True Detective season two. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was just a, that was just kind of a high budget cop show. I do like that they skipped it. I didn't finish it. Season two? Yeah, yeah it was hard re- to finish. I never even finished, I finished it. took it, me a few weeks. Really Dude, finished. I couldn't get through yeah. an episode without just fucking falling Did you watch asleep. season three, though? Oh, yeah. Season I didn't, three was amazing. I didn't even finish season three. I'm like two episodes from it's finishing great. it. It's yeah. really... It's, on, it's yeah, on, Season three it is great. Rivals season one. Like and that was good. tough to follow because he kept jumping back and Ooh. forth. All right, this Are has become a True Detective podcast. Neil Young, Neil Young. Neil Young. 
million. Um, yeah, any I don't know. This song would it's fine. I like it's the, not fine. I, I like the theme of this I song. Like it, I I I I like the tune. It's just tough. Like we're, we've been saying, Russ. If that it wasn't Neil Young, right? You. It would if it be wasn't a different Neil story. Young, would, and if, it, if it was Kraftwerk or Devo, this song, or orchestral maneuvers in the dark, or whoever the electronic bands were at the time, yeah, you know, it would be like, okay, this makes sense. And I think that's part of why. I'm not saying this is why you don't like it, Luke, but I'm just saying that's probably part of why a lot of people won't accept this because it, it the fact that it's Neil Young. Yeah. But Neil Young is actually doing well, this style very Young, well. And also, this style just does not do anything for me. Right. So if you don't like electronic music, then there's, I mean, you know, of course you're not going to like trans. If you don't like country music, you're not going to like old ways. But I'm not a huge know? country fan, but I like a lot of the country stuff he's dipped into with this. Well, you like country more than you like electronic. Yeah, I mean, fair. And the that's music fair. in town meeting plays, yeah. you know, there's some country in there, yeah. right? Yeah. There's a little bit mixed in here and there. Yeah country and folk so you're you're partial well, to and it and so that's why you know? like and i've been i've been like over the top about how negative i am on this album but at the same time i do it's neil's fucking right to do anything he fucking wants and he does yeah and that's why we love him well, that's why we're that's, doing this well, and that's what another yeah. thing i was saying luke is that we grew up with no we didn't have a dad hates electronic music hates it like there was none of anything like this in our household at all growing up. We didn't have any thing any of those electronic bands. Like dad is fucking hates the 80s as far as music goes. Movies though. Yeah, he likes 80s movies. Well, Terminator is a great fucking movie. Yeah, and you know, Breakfast Club, Goonies. 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 Yeah. All right. Yeah. Actually, there's a lot of holes in Goonies, but it's still enjoyable. Oh, it's still a fun movie. We're going to do a podcast about all the holes in Goonies. <laughs> Call it Goonie Hole. Holes. Also a good movie. Holes is a great movie. Holes yeah. is a good Very movie. Very good movie. Yeah. All, All right. right. Neil Young. Signs? Not that good. Really great. Really Not good. really good. Village was way better. Really? Yeah. Village, I, I also enjoyed the village. I like the village, village but I don't think it's better, better than Signs. Signs is. I'm M- honestly M- genuinely curious wh- Same. how you feel, why you don't. What about it? What ruined it for you? Like it just, when- I found it to be boring and unorganized, and I thought the writing was weak. But the whole and I thought the you know it's just the, the, like if the you way think the story a, flowed. But if you think just, of it as like a an allegory for faith, it, it was it was really, beautiful. It was I thought it was a very strong movie, and it wasn't in your face about shit. The, to me, it was better than The Sixth Sense. I'll even say it was better than The Happening, his <laughs> best movie to date. Oh, my, what what the? Now you're just talking bullshit. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. My favorite. We were talking about this. The, me and Russ were talking about this the other day. We, my whole family went to see, like, my mom and dad, me, Russ, all our our brothers and sisters went to see The Happening when it came out. And it started off, everyone's so excited because his track record has been great right. up to this point. Yeah. And, I mean, a few people didn't like The Village when it came out and Lady in the Water, and eh, But then, like, this one, everyone's like, remember? Because remember the trailers were so mysterious? Mm-hmm. And so we're watching. Like, yeah, they were good. Good trailers. Great yeah, trailers. Absolutely. Everyone frozen yeah. in Central Park. Yep. And then it got so bad and so bad that the scene is still <laughs> one of my favorite things about being in the theater. Like it was just got quiet and the the air got weird. And then that one of that that last scene where Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel are literally running from the wind. <laughs> they they're running he shows up running from the wind and you can just it's silent in the theater and some guy just goes Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone laughed in the theater. And like it was just uh, it was just ridiculous. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Save it for the M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Here's the thing I like. Here's the thing I like the most about Trans as an album. It's the album that probably sparked this podcast. What you think so? Because of what I said about yeah. it. Yeah, because we, when Cause we, we were saying you love you love some shit, you hate some shit. Right. Yeah, and that's but that's it's why like, we love it's Neil. Fucking Neil, man. That's why the we stuff love we love yeah. we love so much that we'll 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 throw everything we have into something, and we'll new try to up. find a reason why it right. might be good, and he'll break our hearts, but yeah. then we'll go back to him, yeah. you know, eventually because yeah. we know he could, he is he still has greatness. Yeah. Yeah. In him. But I, I I like this tune. I think it's done well. But then again, it's Neil Young, so you get confused. That's yeah. just that's just my opinion. On it. Let's hit Transformer, man. Four on the floor. Say a good thing about this song. I dare you. It's a sweet song about his son. Fuck you. This is a really beautiful song. Is it? Seriously. Really? Yeah. I guess I've never listened to the lyrics because I can't understand a fucking thing he says. Right. Well, you know, he explains that later. You know, if he, if he would have explained it before the album came out, that would have been different. But the one thing I do like is the... I think that if I didn't know the backstory of this album, then I wouldn't say that. Yeah. But... Okay, well, I don't knowing, know the backstory on this. Knowing that... You know, he had that hookup for Ben f- to run the trains. Yeah, that's what it, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. like every morning I wake up and I see electricity, I look in your eyes in your and eyes. I see love. Yeah. It's just a sweet, sweet song. And he he manages to manipulate the electronics the way he wants to. I think it's the only song he really, the only song that everything he wanted to do with this technology really comes together on this song. I'm surprised you don't like this if you like Tears from Heaven. Oh, great. Now I really have guilt. Do you really like that tune? Tears from Heaven? Yeah. No, wait. What? Yeah, you in a previous episode talked about how you like Tears from Heaven by Eric Clapton. And we were oh, both yeah, like, I do like that, song. "That song fucking sucks." And you were like, "But it's about a son." We were like, "It still sucks." Yeah, it's hard to say it sucks. So how can you not like, like this one? This one is is it's very sweet. I don't about, know because I could know. understand everything that Eric Clapton sang well, in that true. song. That's true. It's I didn't know this was about his kid, and now I have right. guilt. Like, and he, like Rex we said in the beginning of the episode, <laughs> Toy Story. He, he said like this is about you know this is like his son trying to communicate or people talking to his son, and this may yeah. be what his even son even reading the lyrics. It's not you guys know this because you know the background. Transformer man, Transformer man, you run the show. Remote control, direct the action with the push of a button. You're a Transformer man. Power in your hand, Transformer man, Transformer man. Sooner or later, you'll have to see, learn. I'm going to start crying by the end of this now that I see the context. Yeah, now you know. So what I'm saying, that's what I said. If you didn't know. That was like Luke's bowels in the corn maze. It just started catching up to him. Oh, my God, just exploded. Yeah, because then I'm like, sooner or later, you'll have to see, learn the cause and effect. Yeah. So many things still left to do. Oh, we haven't made it yet. Every morning when I look in your eyes, I feel electrified by. All right, this is a good fucking song. Well, no, you you had kids, but if you didn't know know that, I didn't know that. Yeah, if you didn't know that and you read those lyrics, you'd be like, "Oh, this is like some corny bullshit or whatever." Yeah, you know. But knowing that, that let let us throw off the chains that hold you down. You guys won me over. That's something I wanted to bring up. This song just became my top song on this album. I wanted to talk about that line. Okay, Uh, he says, "Unlock the secrets." Yeah. Let us throw off the chains that hold you down. Yeah. Remember we talked about in the last episode that Elliot Roberts and a lot of people said that Neil would talk to yeah, Ben yeah, and tell yeah. him his deepest, darkest yeah. secrets and everything. Yep. Unlock the secrets. So he, he it's kind of like now, remember I was thinking he's like, he wants to do that because it's like a confessional thing. Yeah, he has nobody yeah. will tell him. 
but maybe he does that hoping that one day he he's like it's it's a goal yeah. i'm going to tell ben these things and then hopefully one day he can tell the world these things you know yeah. whether they're bad or good for me one day he's going to be able to tell my story from what i was saying to him mm-hmm and so that was his goal and trying to come up with some kind of technology where he could communicate. He wants to unlock those secrets. Yeah. It's, and that's, that's like the theme of this whole album. It's like I, I laid my soul out and told my story about my son on this album. Well, Neil, it was kind of hard to understand mm-hmm. because we didn't know what was going on and you did it with such distorted voices. Right. We couldn't tell what the lyrics were and we didn't know what you were. We thought you were just fucking around with a genre of music. You know, so it's typical Neil. He's not making it easy to get the message. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I see in this, like unlock the secrets. Well, I'm going to tell you my deepest, darkest secrets, but only my son knows those. It's not even no one knows the backstory. No one can. That's the problem. It's like me being like, hey, Mike, can can I just tell you about this car accident I had where I lost a loved one? Hold on. Let me tell you a story right now. So what happened was when I lost this loved one, and it's like he like died, and it was really sad, and it's like really that is so close to what fucking people talking sounds like when you're on acid. We should say we're all on acid right now. Right. We should have mentioned that at the beginning. I think. Guys, I have to tell you, I, I found out who killed Kennedy. And according to the FBI reports, it was from Cuba. And I can't believe it. I'm so ashamed to be an American. Russ, you want to add to this conversation? Guys, I, uh, I, I meant to tell you, I got in touch with some of Neil's people. Yeah. Dude, for and, real? Yeah. And because through the archives, they have that, like, you can oh, yeah. send him a message and yeah. stuff. So wow. I, I want to read. We got a, a response. From Neil's yeah, people? So, yeah, I'll read it right off right now. Here okay. I just wanted it to inform you that we were here. Isn't that fucking... I mean... That's huge news. <laughs> that was... I didn't understand what you said, though. Say it again. I didn't understand you. I, I didn't think his fingers were that long. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, when he... That part where he was like... <laughs> Don't take me here anymore, right? <laughs> now you're just having fun with the, the voice effect microphone. Yeah. But now that you guys said, and when I read the lyrics, and knowing what I know, it, right? But it see, literally, really did start to hit me in the heart. But I didn't know any of those lyrics, right? And nobody did when this album yeah. came out. Nobody knew this story, and so no wonder it took it took a lot of shit. And Neil was like, "Oh, I took it really personally when people were, you know, crapping on this album." It's like, well, you gotta, yeah, you gotta tell people sometimes, yeah. you know. And I know, like, you guys are songwriters, so when you write a song, you don't want to totally right. you want explain. people to have their own. You want them yeah. to interpret it, and that's way it makes a better connection, and they yeah. feel connected and emotional. And but for something like this, right? He, I think he should have at least given some better clues. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But that's fucking Neil, man. Yeah, it is fucking that's Neil. Fucking so Neil. I don't know. Let's go into the, the next one because I, I don't know how you don't see the same thing in this one, too. This one starts off like could be a good fucking tune, I think. You guys ever heard of the revolting cocks? 
again, good music from the 80s. I've heard of the racist cock from the Breaking the Ice podcast. Oh, right. That guy's an asshole. And then he ruins it for me right here. I'm sorry, he does. Sorry, go on about your revolting no, 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 penis no, no, no. or whatever you're talking about. It sounds about. like revolting cocks. Oh, I never heard of them. You want yeah. me to play a little revolting You ever cock? heard of Ministry? Uh, yes. Okay, so it was like guys from Ministry and a bunch of these industrial bands and I'm not crazy about this song, although the story fascinates me only because this is the revolting Cox. Oh, was, I'm just playing the first one on there. Fun is, Do you think I'm sexy? Oh, I think this is the Rod Stewart cover. Is uh, Beer Steers and Queers on there? What is this, Mike? This is early American industrial music. At its finest. These guys were out of control. It was members of Ministry and some other industrial bands that were on this label, Wax Tracks, which pioneered industrial music. Trent Reznor was involved in them. This came out in 86, at some point. I think, this album. Yeah. And these guys, their show would be nothing but it's just a big S&M orgy right, on stage. Just, uh... You don't like this, Russ? No. Doesn't reinforce my uh, my theory that there was some great music in the eighties. No, I don't think I don't. This doesn't remember the way you played. I'll have to listen to some more revolting cocks. Yeah, you should to see if that reminds me of computer. <laughs> what is this computer cowboy? Yeah. I actually kind of dig this one. I like it right up until he comes in here. He uses the same clavier on this one too. He's got like the clops. Yeah. Oh yeah. To me, his voice sounds like a revolting cock. <laughs> Which is bird related So wait, I want to tell you what I thought of this And then I want to see your counter for why you think it's not about Ben Why I think it's about Ben is because when I was reading When I started, I, didn't, I haven't read it in a while But in, uh, the early, <clears throat> in the early parts of his book Waging Heavy Peace mm-hmm. <clears throat> He talks a lot about his Lionel Buying Lionel and the whole His, uh, his own train set and right. stuff and how that's a thing him and Ben did like every day, and uh, he talks about all the little pieces, the 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 um, you know the people on like the little miniature figures and stuff, yeah. and the the cowboys and the shit like that you play with in the set. Mm-hmm. You can you know, and and that's what I thought this was was him and Ben like playing with the train set, and so Ben is is the this is just a I don't know. To me, it was just one of these things of uh, another version of him communicating with Ben through playing with toys. You know, I can I can understand that because he has that line in the beginning where the he's herding all the cows and the yeah, cows and, are all and square he, and they have numbers on them. So there's like boxcars. Yeah, right? yeah, and he turns the floodlights on each night, and that was what Ben would do with the button and stuff. Right, yeah. So okay, yeah, that's, I understand. That's what that. I thought, but I would like to know where what your. Um, I think this is this is another time traveling vampire thing. Okay. Because this wasn't a huge I don't think this was a huge problem back then because the internet was literally in its infancy. Um Was it even at this point? Well, the internet was going in the 70s. It was? Yeah. In a, in very limited ways that it was being developed. Um what gets me is that this uh computer cowboy and then sky crusher in parentheses, sis sis crusher. Is it sis crusher? Is it? Yeah. 
Another time traveling Cis vampire crusher. moment. Okay, right? S- so S Y S. It's Neil speaking out against cis white males. <laughs> yeah, that dress See? like cowboys. Mm-hmm. Right? Neil's the original Antifa. So to me, <laughs> it's like he, this guy, this cowboy has this Is regular he the naked jo- rider. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Go ahead. He has me. this. Uh, he has this regular job during the day where everything's super organized, but then at night. He lets that be because the lights are on and it can run itself. And he goes into the city and he brings another system down and leaves his alias behind, Computer Cowboy Sis Crusher. That's a hacker. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. And Neil described it as that in Shaky. He said this is a guy that goes in and causes chaos in corporate computers at night. It's, to me, it's also because he, there's the line where, adding on to what you said, where he, uh, ride along computer cowboy to the city just in time to bring another system down and leave your alias behind. To me, it's going back to the King thing where <clears throat> Neil is just traveling between dimensions here. And I maybe this is the first hint that we're just in a... Uh, Simulation. A simulation here. That this <laughs> yeah. whole life is a simulation, and that's just his way of looking at it. I don't know. And Neil is the great designer. No, he's not the designer, but he's the hacker. He's the cowboy that kind of yeah. can... He's like Tron. He can yes. travel between the two worlds. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool theory. I just think it's about Ben. Is it because then at the be- end it says like that whole thing of like uh, perforation, and I would imagine that has to be something to do with the way they communicated with... like. Because if I mean perforation, it's like putting a hole through, like right. I mean, well, it's it's, it's different. yeah. Well, it's cutting. Yeah. Right. So uh, let me look up the de- definition here. I think yeah, I think it's cutting. Right. It's like cutting to you're a, perforating a hole, something. A hole made by boring or piercing, an aperture passing through or into something, a small hole or row of small holes punched into a sheet of paper. So that to me, I, I was like, there must be part of the the. Um, classes and shit that they were doing with right. Ben had my, that seems right right I, I don't see know. that as either that's what he's doing to the systems that he's talking about that yeah. he's attacking or yeah. maybe that's imagery he's taking from at that time you know computer readouts sometimes didn't come out on a screen they came out on paper mm-hmm. through a printer that had the holes on the oh, side. Oh, yeah, yeah, you right. You know, like yes. a teletype Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. And so those would come out. Those were perforated. Yeah, even when we were in high school, we yeah, had yeah, that shit yeah. with the... On you guys the all, are, and you could rip it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are actually both wrong. It On this small print here, it says, Neil writes, I usually don't do this, but I'm going to say exactly what this song is about so you guys know. And then he says... Did you say Jesus Jeho- Christ. Did he say Jehoshaphat in there? <laughs> no, I think he said John Locke. Oh, yeah. The yeah. song is about John Locke. <laughs> Holy shit. R-O-K-T-F-L. Well, he's got to be more than a youngster then. He's, yeah. the, he's the one true youngster. He's a youngin'. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think you both could be right. Yeah, I don't know. I just, that's how I read it, but I, I dig Well, that. no, I, I, I totally get what you're saying about... Because now, you know, all the square cows and they're lined yeah. and everything, that's like... <clears throat> That's like looking at a train set. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, that's that's all I had. I I was just thinking, you know. Do that's you the, like the like kind of beat of this one? Do I do, and I like the guitar part. Yeah, I like that it's... It, it, but again, he's kind of tricking with it. Like you said, at the, at the top of it, he kind of tricks us. And then it goes right. into the vocoder shit. And yeah. Then, oh, Jesus. 
You think uh, you're gonna get I like crazy? how it's it's rougher than say computer age. Yeah, or yeah, it's a, it's a little dirtier. Yeah. You yeah. think you're gonna get a, a crazy field. horse, but you get a couple of square cows. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's right. Well, let's hold on to our love and move on to. Don't look at me. This is I've lo- I lo- at this. That's got to be Ben, right? Doing a. Coming up tonight on the WB. <laughs> Dawson's Creek, Seventh Heaven, <laughs> Everwood. <laughs> How do we all know <laughs> I think that's an exact lineup of a Right, it's Thursday probably like a Thursday WB. night at the WB. This one was kind of refreshing to me, man. Was really? it really? After all the vocoder stuff, there's no vocoder on this. Yeah. See, well, this what, this was one of those Royal Pineapple songs because that's this band on here, but this yeah. is the one that he, like Poncho said, he stripped it all away and just yeah. totally fucking See, made that's it. why there's, this there's such like, a mind There's fuck, harmony. Though. If you, you you missed it, but there's harmonies and vocal stuff on here. So. Yeah, and I, you know what? That's yeah. That sounded cool. It's kind of dreamy, yeah, but at the yeah, same yeah. time... It's kind of fifties or something. Yeah, it's very has that kind of fifties, yeah. like a, almost like a David Lynch kind of yeah, Julie yes, Cruz type yes, of thing, right? Like a Twin Peaks thing. Yeah, like yeah. a little bit like that. But at the same time, I just even with all that, I'm just kind of like, this is just fucking filler. Yeah, I, I'm not. You know, I don't. Just, it feels like gaslighting at this. I'm not point. in love with it, but I, I, I just, <laughs> it, feel, does. I, it just was a little like, it kind of was like a. Uh, the after. fact that you said that this song is refreshing to me is gaslighting, because it's like he he. Yeah. D- delves down into this totally bizarre and to me unenjoyable stuff and then he brings you to this like kind of drivelly hold on to your and you're like oh at least he's not doing it through a weird fucking high pitched computer voice so it's I don't know mm. yeah I just find it to be boring same and very typical of the stuff they were playing on the radio sounds like a Beanie Babies time. commercial that's a really good way to describe that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or something that Caillou would like. Yes. Fucking hate that. It does. Kid. It sounds like it could be on a PBS show. Yeah. Like absolutely. in the background. Yeah. I don't know. Just my opinion. No, I'm I don't I'm not crazy about this one either. Um Yeah, the lyrics aren't that fucking awesome either. I'm gonna just go right to it. It sounds like he was going for the John Hughes soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sample and hold. This one's kind of fucked up, I think. I love. Th- I actually love this tune. Again, knowing it's Neil Young kind of fucks with my head, though. Yeah. But I, I think this is a good tune. This is Devo to me again. Yeah. Very much so. But also very Kraftwerk. But that's beats. yeah. Well, I don't. I didn't know Kraftwerk, but. But I'm like, if you like Devo and Kraftwerk, this yeah, you should absolutely. Like. Yeah, this is. B- I don't see why this is any different or not as good. Because it's Neil Young. I, that's and my. That's, oh, that's the only right, thing. Right, and that's the only thing. Right. Luke, can you go to uh, 538 and listen to, listen to this for a second? Listen to this. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, here it comes again. I mean, not exactly, but it's like close, it. right? Well, it's because he's using that same. He's using the like the. Yeah. But it's that melody is almost that. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. I bet you fucking. I bet you Mike Shoe's an Aqua fan. Probably love Barbie Girl. Don't, don't you even know that that is who sings I looked that it song. up. Yeah, I didn't even know who sang that. <laughs> they had the, probably that one song. 
That's yeah, I would imagine. So that I just a... like how he's run the whole range of different vocoder settings in this right. one. He landed yeah. on I smoked my whole life, so now I talk through a button on my throat. <laughs> Can I say something? <laughs> I want to know what how you feel about Sample these lyrics. Hold. <laughs> I want to know how you feel about these lyrics because I wrote I I I really hope this isn't about Ben because it's like is he saying he wants a new son? No, or maybe he just no. doesn't feel. This is about a a machine wanting a a mate. Okay. Or maybe a human wanting someone that, you know how he says, not like the lonely one, not like the angry one. He's So here's someone who's never satisfied. About, him, with, see, it's a get about himself. Never satisfied with their relationships. Yeah. And so he wants the machine to build him a perfect mate. You know, and he even describes it. Hair blonde, eyes blue, weight 110 pounds. I'm thinking, oh, that's probably, that sounds like Peggy. Mm, right yeah. at that time and then um you know everything is is created to satisfy you from the curl of your hair i think is the lyric to the end of the nail their nail oh sorry i didn't mean to say that word again careful sorry but um, not the jealous and one. then se- yeah not the jealous one so like these are like ones in the past so this one's perfect it's a new he keeps saying new design new, new design unit, yeah and then and so these are aren't like the ones that you know had these flaws in the past we'll build you a perfect one satisfaction guarantee M- mood right? code rotary adjustable right well you the know fuck? he doesn't he doesn't want someone that's you know always happy all the time but Disposi- he wants something where he can even he wants something here where he can control the mood though yeah. it's kind of sick well, I think regardless, this song's kind of fucked up. Well, that's this is like to me this. But is, hey, at least he's being honest. This is science fiction. Yeah, you know, this is the like this is you know this whole album is also about machines taking care of us. Yeah, or machines protecting us and machines our dependence upon technology. Okay. And we're getting to the point where, well, I'm so I can't I can't have the relationship I want, so I'm gonna have a machine make me the perfect mate. Speaking of machines taking care of us, we're also like an hour 45 into this, and I bet you the youngsters would have expected much more jacket voice in this episode, and there's not been any. I was, there I was on the jacket under- voice. Plus, you introduced this whole microphone. I was new, understanding new thing. Ru- someone requested Russ do the whole episode in the jacket. That voice. is a good point. Yeah. Okay, let's start over. Okay. No, I'm not doing. <laughs> I really that. Welcome to Long May You Young. <laughs> Welcome to Long May You Young. It's time for grants. <laughs> You know what? I can understand you way better than using that microphone <laughs> yeah. or Neil Young on this album. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So that's that's what you know. This to me is like the classic science fiction story of, yeah. and kind of a Frankenstein story too. You're building, yeah. You know what was that movie that Malkovich was in in the '80s? Um, building Mr. Wright. Uh, I don't know that. Wasn't that know. he was a robot that like NASA was working on, and this girl. Like, Where is my arm? <laughs> I need my fucking arm. Give, my memoir. Give that man his money. That's his best. That's his best role. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, man. He was great in Burn After Reading too. Dangerous liaisons. I've never seen it. Oh, he is fucking so. Really? He's awful. He's an awful, uh, awful person. Oh, fucking Man in the Iron Mask. Ah, uh, yeah. I thought none of us Have are you saying seen Man be- in the Iron Mask. Oh, is that the Leo DiCaprio yeah. one? No, I haven't seen that. None one. of us are saying being John Malkovich. I was going to say. I that. love that movie. I do. Too. That's, that's a great movie. such a good that's movie. A fun one. But he wasn't really acting, no. was he? He, yeah, he I mean, was. He, had a he was being John. He was Malkovich. doing a weird version of like a. Uh, and then he also had to be the version. Why are we talking about this? Jesus Christ! We just got to start a movie podcast. Yeah, here, on start the side. start this next one. Start this next one. I got something for you. Here we go. This July. 
John Ritter, Christian Slater, in the newest film about a young boy and his dad hitting the road, hitting the slopes. You know what I mean? Like, this one is just so fucking oh, yeah. 80s, dude. Yeah. I I hate this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why do you hate this? Because, and I can I can understand. I mean, because it, I'm not Neil. a big fan of it either. Because it's Neil and because I love the, the right. Buffalo Springfield version yeah. of this. It's so fucking good. But in lyrically and the way he delivers it, it's perfect. It's one of, like... And then to me, this is just... But I'll, if he's doing this so Ben can appreciate it more, fine. That's where we're gonna well, I don't think he was. He may, maybe he did it this way so Ben could appreciate it more. I think he did it this way. I just hate the Buffalo Springfield robot that I. Well, that's the thing to this fucking. At, especially after following Sample and Hold, it makes sense to me. We can make you the perfect mate. We can make your life better. We can even make stuff you love already better with technology. Yeah. So we can take something that was made by humans. Mm. That was already so great, and we can improve upon it and make it better through technology. That's the message I'm getting so by redoing that, Mr. You're Soul. You're saying that Neil or, was or, trying to make things better, similar to the album the Town Meeting released this year? That was an excellently planned plug. Thank you. Yeah. That's what this whole well podcast executed. was about. That's what it was about. Really? Just that, one big, long ad for a new album. Is, plug for our new is album. Town, out now on Spotify, is, Apple Music, uh, anywhere you go. Uh, when listen. is Town Meeting going to use the vocoder? Oh, please, in I'll get you guys album. one. Yeah, we're yeah. not doing that. Yeah, we're using that mic for the whole album. <laughs> we're not doing. How <laughs> <laughs> do you title a local band from a national treasure? <laughs> Fuck the man who keeps you there. <laughs> That's actually that would that would be the only one that I that would allow. Yeah, uh, that would be kind of cool. You still, yeah, there you go. So that's why I think he redid Mr. Soul because kind of as a statement of machines take care of us, machines, we're dependent on machines and machines can make our lives better. Even the stuff that's already great, it can make it better for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it can ruin things. It can take it to me. It's, is that irony that you're doing Mr. Soul with machines who notoriously have no souls? Right. So is that irony? Yeah, could be. So maybe that's the statement right there. Could be. I just I it, it, whatever it is, it just doesn't do anything for me. F and M, F and M. Fucking Neil, man. Russ wants to move to like an Inca. <laughs> uh, well, I don't. I don't care. I don't have much to say about this '80s Mr. Soul. It's okay. an '80s Mr. Soul. Yeah, yeah. But I, I dig what you're saying. Um, this is like. But do you dig cocaine, what they're throwing down right now? This is cocaine eighties, right oh my here, God. dude. This is an open shirt and a hairy chest. Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is a goddamn steely a gold damn song. chain. It is. Yeah. yeah. Have it's, you heard the lonesome loser? No, no, no. That's a little river band. Joe Lala again on those bongies. Oh yeah. I was no, I was. You know what this is? Oh, you know what else? We got fucking birds. We got titty birds again. Condors. Oh, the condor and the praying mantis. I think you're thinking of do it again. Back, Jack, Jack do yeah. it again. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. Like an Inca baby. Yeah. <laughs> Can you go to 349? This is this has got to be Nils. This has got to be Nils, dude. Just let this play. Crank it up. It might be Neil. No, that's Nils. 
This is why this song's in my top three. This and only this, by the way. It's really nice. It is really good. I'll defend That feels like Nils, doesn't it? I don't know. It's It does feel like Nils. It could be any of them, though. They're all, at this point, they're all very... It's not Poncho. It's it's it it's either really Neil, like Neil. It's it Neil feels or too Nils. Clean to be Neil. That's why it's Nils, I think. Yeah. Listen to that. That feels like Neil. There's two going on though, right there. That feels like an eight ball and two bottles of red wine. <laughs> oh yeah. What's your opinion on the um on oh, the bottle? Dude, you just see like I just see sweaty tan fucking. 80s gym tits, you know what I mean? Just long gym legs. Tits? You mean like, you mean like a workout? Yeah, like a workout. Fucking leg video. You mean Jim, Jim from the Office's tits? Yes. If Jim had tits, Jim's tits. Yeah, Jim's tits. It's that whole thing they do on Instagram now. Where they switch. The Is that when the titty the bird looks at the camera? Yeah. Awkwardly <laughs> and goes. When the Dwighty bird does a silly thing. <laughs> When the condor says to the praying mantis, that's what it's about. I know. Well, huh? Time traveling vampire. He's just narrating as, the office. But <laughs> as a as a percussionist, Russ, yeah. do you like or dislike the use of the hand drums here? I kind of dig these la la bongos. I kind of hate them. I don't know. It's uh, just eighties. I think it's it, wild. It, it creates a mood. Yeah. It creates a mood that I don't like. Because he talks about the jungles and the the mountains and yeah. the Incas and and the condor. I don't know. I think it kind of yeah, does but, it on Cortez, but he doesn't use bongos. Yeah. Or whatever those are. What are those? Are they bongo drums? This is bongos. Yeah. It's also so again like like you're talking about him hiding it between like this is such a percussion blaring contradiction to like he's using fucking like hand drums that like yeah. Well, this oh. is the this is the royal pineapple. So this is the organic because yeah, this, this is, is the, the one, organic he talks about Atlantis and stuff. Right. And, he's like yeah. we're losing our world and we're we lost control of our world because there's people we don't even know that have their finger near the trigger and they're going to cause a nuclear apocalypse. Yeah, and meet me tonight in Atlanta City. Yeah. Yeah, and that whole thing. I wish I was an Aztec. Yeah. So that's his like, you know, that is his. This is like Zuma too. Right. It's his. You know? It's his obsession with I ancient just feel civilizations. Like without the silly bop along beat, this could be a fucking kick ass song. Like, I like it, man. I, I bet if it was just he crazy literally horse. Says it, yeah. If you that's wanna, what I mean. Yeah. It if would you want to get lost right. in the jungle rhythm, get down on the ground and pretend you're swimming. If you want to put ice in the lava rhythm. Why does he want to be like an Inca? Didn't the, all those people disappear? Also, like the Aztecs, did they? They I don't were know. up. They were up in the Andes. That's where Machu. They were. They were the ones who had Machu Picchu. Are they the ones right? that created the mints? Because those are delicious, especially around Christmas time. No, those are the Canadians. Oh, the Canada mints? No, the no, Andes, Andes mints. mints. Oh, Andes. <laughs> no. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe there was an ancient, an ancient Incan recipe. <laughs> So stupid. Oh my god! Whatever. But yeah, so he's like, I like running like an Incan, right? Like, like a runner in Peru. Like a runner in Peru. Well, Peru's still going strong. But the Incas are gone. Yeah, but they they like disappeared. Became did they? Yeah, they they are we it sure was about like that? disease or plague, and they just kind of like I don't know. I they just kind of feel like we should fact check that. When have we fact-checked anything on what, this What fascinates podcast? me is that take those pylons and bury them deep in the ground. Is that the line? Like, that's like something, that's some kind of ancient thing that that they dug up. Mm. Sink those pylons deep now. Okay, if you want to get high, build a strong foundation. Sink those pylons deep now and reach for the sky. 
if you want to get lost in the jungle rhythm, get down there on the ground and pretend one. you're swimming and add Michael McDonald style. Like, like Rusty Kershaw. Sections. Right? Get it, down on the ground I'll and tell you, what, you know, just kinda If Rusty was on this album, it wouldn't be no, Are you kidding me? Can you imagine like Rusty Kershaw sitting in on these sessions? No. He'd pull a gun on Neil. <laughs> yeah, he'd pull he a would. fucking gun and he'd hold a gun to the back of his head while Neil just erased everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he would have done Do you think while like, eating Fritos and drinking wine. He'd have like a six foot axe, and he'd just be like, <laughs> "Yeah, but Neil swinging uh, it." Neil around. would always be able to get away because, similar to like uh, what we do in the shadows, when they just say bat, Neil just says bird. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> bird, bird, any bird he wants, any bird, condor, any bird. For well, this, this one, it would be a condor. They, he took a he took that How last create a pack of condors on this. Never mind that last line from uh, Hitchhiker. Really? Yeah, that's that's like the last line of Hitchhiker is the chorus of this song, I think. Huh. Like, I wish I was an Inca. I'll have to re-listen. Or, you know, and build palaces to hold the chosen few, that whole thing. So. Yeah. Well, we're coming on two hours. All right. Before we do our top three, can I just play the Sonic Youth version of Computer Age? Yes. Yeah, but Condors, Google a Condor. It's so I don't need to. I've seen Jurassic Park. looking, dude. Go go ahead, play it. yeah, play it. Sounds like the Stooges. Yeah. See, all those songs have potential. Yeah. He's there's things in those songs. Right. That, that yeah. riff, those riffs. Yeah. Yeah, like or just you know singing them. <laughs> just without a vocoder. Yeah. I'll get to the chorus in a little But yeah, I I agree, Russ. They they all have, especially like Computer Cowboy has huge potential to me. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm but if he my... did that, he would have just had another reactor. Yeah, which I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have a problem with. Yeah, but that's not what Neil does. Nice. Yeah. Right. Well, I tried to base my top three off of potential that I thought. Um, All right, Coach. <laughs> All right, what I want. What here I look is for a... is potential. <laughs> All right. Um, so I may have changed it based off of what you guys were saying. I might now throw Transformer Man in there. You know what? I'll put Transformer Man as my top three, only because reading the lyrics, they really did kind of pull on my heartstrings a little bit. And then my number two is Like an Inca, even though I really am annoyed by that driving <laughs> bongo beat there. I just feel like it could have been a really cool song. And then my number one is probably Computer Cowboy. Even though at that point in the album, I'm like, I hate. That's this where you album. shit your pants. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, but because of the potential of what I think it could have been, and I, I don't know, I do actually like both explanations for it. I think it's kind of an interesting song. Anyway, but yeah. Russ, boys? Um, I would uh, like an ink as my number one. Oh, so sorry. Three would be Computer Cowboy, two Transformer Man, and Like an Ink is wow. number one. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, number three for me would be like an Inca. Yeah. 
Uh, number two would be Sample and Hold, and uh, mm. number one would be Transformer Man. Wow. Okay. Cool. Cut. I would honestly cut uh, Mr. Soul. I don't need it. It's I'd cut Hold On To Your Love. That's just a pool of fucking your ass exploding in a corn maze. Um, I could roll a <laughs> nine-sided die and cut any number that popped up. I just imagined a kid coming by that part of the maze and just slipping. And just seeing and just seeing Luke's like, pale yeah, ass. Yeah, either seeing Luke's, power washing either the seeing corn. Luke's red ass, just baboon style, just dumping out his baboon waist. Style. Or just or there's a pile of it and the kid just fucking <laughs> slips and falls in it and just rolls. Oh, and he drops ah! his he drops his candy apple and it's covered oh. in shit. Oh. <laughs> Worst weekend ever. Uh, yeah, I would cut any song, including songs that I mentioned in my top three. Well, pick one. Because I pick don't give a shit. Pick one. Fine. Uh, what, pick a number between one and nine. No, pick one. Fine. Uh, yeah, honestly, uh, it's tough because like, Transformer Man, before we said this, was actually my cut song. Cause it like just sucks to me, but now I it's it's just it, literally all of them. I'll I would honestly maybe I'd cut one little thing called love because mm-hmm. it's out of place and it's annoying that it goes from that to yeah. yeah and it's just an annoying song. Okay. Anyway, whatever. Here's fucking trans. <laughs> it's trans. There it is. There it is. We've been looking forward to it for a long time. Have we though? And now it's behind it's us. It's behind us. Luke's ass is exploding. It's behind. <laughs> Please play that clip full, at the end of this full episode. Circle. <laughs> that was so fucking perfect. That was perfect. It's behind. <laughs> Science rules. Science is a great movie. <laughs> oh god. Um, what's next? Is it Everybody's Rocking? Everybody's, Everybody's Rocking. Rockin next. I'm very look, much looking forward to An getting album out of transit into allegedly this recorded in just two hours. Really? For real? Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, so and it what, should be interesting to talk about. What's the name about. of the band? The Talking Pinks or something the like that? The Talking Pinks. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> something weird. The like Shocking that. Pinks. The Shocking Pinks. The to- right. I love the Talking, the talking Pinks, Pinks, though. That's the only gay Talking Heads tribute act in the country right now. That would be badass. Yeah, that would be it's, awesome. I'm, I'm sure you've seen Les Zeppelin. They're oh, my like God. Big, so good. Dude, they're fucking amazing. They're fucking awesome. Well, anyway, next week, yeah. uh, everyone's rocking. Everybody's rocking, supposedly. And I probably will play that at the very end, Russ, but I am going to bring us out with uh, just because uh, Eddie just died, whether you liked him or didn't like his music. I think it's only appropriate to play a little uh, Van Halen cover and rockin' in the free world. So we'll go out with that. Cool. Right on. There you go. Nice.
Vámonos. I am fucking... My brain is a noodle right now? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 